This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. All you have to do is dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-855-450-3733. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. And we invite you over to our website at freetalklive.com. You are invited to actually take control of the content of the site. Everything you see there, the numbered items on the front page, were all placed there by listeners just like you. In fact, maybe it was you uh, that did it. You can go and submit different items to the site. Maybe it's a news article or a blog post or just something, a YouTube video. Whatever you think our listeners will enjoy, you submit it as show prep. And then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike uh, what it is that you put up there. And then you get to vote on things as well. The most liked make it to the front page and the top of the site. So it's always something fresh up there on a, on a daily basis. So once again, get, uh, once again, go to freetalklive.com. You can get involved there. It's completely free. Last night, we got into a piece from cracked.com, and we didn't finish it. So I wanted to make sure that uh, we picked it up, and it's, it's going to be easy to pick up. It's the five real judges who put the most evil supervillains to shame. And we got through the first two, so we've got three more of these evil judges okay. uh, to go here. And unfortunately, uh, no one from Cheshire County, New Hampshire, made the list. Uh, but uh, nonetheless, here that's uh, we'll continue this list. Number three is Michael Creative Justice Siconetti. Judge Michael Siconetti is by far the least evil person in this list. In fact, we believe he's just honestly trying to do good. He is also, however, by far the craziest. (laughs) Sicanetti became known in Painesville, Ohio, for using his court to dish out what he calls creative justice. Unusual sentences involving stuff like holding a sign in front of the porn shop from which you stole while blindfolded or being forced to spend hours with a pig or donkey for insulting the police and Mm. Jesus, respectively. But then it gets really strange. One woman was sentenced to spend an entire night in a remote spot in the middle of the woods for abandoning 35 kittens that were dropped at her door. The woman wasn't allowed to carry any food or anything to cover herself but the clothes she was wearing. Oh, man. Abandoning kittens that were dropped at her door? That's what the case says here. Interesting. Wow, what, I mean, what kind it, of responsibility did she have for right, those kittens? It kind of it, it begs the question, you know. I, it's one thing if you you know you don't spay your cat and your cat has kittens and you take those kittens out and do something horrifying to them. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I don't like I don't know. I would hate to be sitting as the judge on that particular um, trial, but. You know, for uh, kittens that were abandoned, 35 kittens? This isn't one litter of kittens, unless it's the most prolific cat I've ever heard right. of. This guy sounds like something from the Looney Tunes. <laughs> I mean, putting people in blindfolds and, and sending them out on, onto the street with signs and putting them in the middle of the woods? When Sicanetti realized it would be really cold on the night in question that he was forcing this woman into the woods, he made one concession. He did allow her to make a fire to warm herself. Another man was given a similar sentence for playing his car stereo too loud. According to Sicanetti, sitting in the woods would help him appreciate the silence. At least there's some sort of logic behind most of these. Others are just bizarre. Three men arrested for soliciting were sentenced to stand in the street wearing giant chicken costumes. Because, you know, prostitutes are chicks, we guess, and they're the farmers? It's like at some point he stopped being a real judge and became sort of a comic book character whose gimmick is ironic punishments. Any day now, we expect him to transform a criminal into a tree and cut him down with a chainsaw. Sometimes the sentences are too harsh for the crime, and other times they're not nearly harsh enough. When a man was convicted of shooting his dog in the head, Sicanetti offered to trade his six-month sentence for 20 days in a dog costume, teaching kids about traffic safety and drug abuse. 
because that's the kind of man you want around children. Another time, he sentenced a nanny who beat a little boy to read a folder full of articles on child abuse and then discuss them in public. We should note, however, that Sicanetti always offers the crazy punishment as an alternative to a traditional sentence, and the people convicted are free to choose which one they want. So there's that. Wow, so the people have been choosing their creative justice. Well, I suppose sitting out in the woods jail. for a cold night beats uh, sitting in jail for several nights. Number two, Paul Tajmahawks Hawks scams Florida into building a costly judge palace. Some judges are unhealthily obsessed with upholding the law. Others are more concerned with spending millions of taxpayer dollars to make sure their own bathrooms are soundproof. Tallahassee, Florida judge Paul Hawks belongs in the latter category. While other courts across the country were laying off staff and cutting back on building maintenance to meet the bills, Judge Hawks and some of his friends apparently decided they didn't have enough to do and took on a little project. They would come up with the most absurdly lavish courthouse building ever conceived, and then they'd trick the state into forking over nearly $50 million to pay for it. Hawks Dream Palace included... It didn't a com- take much to trick the state into doing stuff like that. Completely uh, pointless, massive glass dome over the main courtroom, granite desks and countertops, nice. 60-inch flat-screen televisions for all 15 of the judges' chambers, spacious private kitchens for everyone, a gym, and, yes, soundproof bathrooms. Oh, yeah. And they really did build this thing. So, how was this approved? By using the judge's legal experience and complete lack of shame to weasel in a last-minute amendment to the yearly budget. Buried in the deep of, uh, of a middle of a 142-page transportation bill was a four-line request to fund the courthouse. Legislators approved it without even knowing it was there. Presumably, they realized something was off when the judges started high-fiving each other for no reason. You know, I would say that uh, this serves the legislators right for having uh, done this kind of thing over and over and over again themselves. But the legislators don't have to pay for it. If the legislators actually had to pay for it. Unfortunately, this is just using the same trick the legislators used to screw the taxpayer. Yeah, it must be so easy to get what you want in government because these people are just spending other people's money. So, oh, yeah, sure. Approved. I don't even have to read this thing. Yep, we even have our own $10 million courthouse being built right here in uh, Cheshire County, New Hampshire. Right. And so. you can imagine how dangerous it would be if any of the legislators even pointed this out. I mean, what? Well, you're anti-transportation, you know, because he stuck yep. it into a transportation bill. So they'd be worried about all the flack that may be coming, you know, f- because they uh, turned this thing down. Big or little towns and cities are doing this across America as Americans have, you know, I mean, it's the biggest economic downturn of our lifetimes and yeah. all over municipalities are screwing their taxpayers. Let's my, spend my more. Town's, my town's doing the same thing. They want a new municipal building. Oh, really? They, yeah, they absolutely. They want it. And uh, Even though they're only there like one day a week or something like that? They're there too. Oh, two days. If you add up the hours, it might make just a little over eight. But, Throughout um, the whole week. Yeah, I, I suspect. Well, well, you know, once we have somebody there, they'll have more people sitting in, and you'll have to pay more salaries and all, all right. those other things. New building comes with more staff. Yeah. But the reason that they want it is because uh, they can't have the emergency headquarters thing for whatever the emergencies are at the school because, well, firemen and cops coming in scare scare kids. I see. So I thought firemen and cops were supposed to be like the friendliest to the kids, uh, not when you want a teaching? new municipal building. Mm. Then so, they're just scary. If you want to tell your uh, judge. Hell stories. You're certainly welcome to at 855-450-FREE. We continue here with uh, this 142-page, again, bill that had four lines in it about the courthouse. Is that stuff they can do in New Hampshire? Can they do the multi-topic uh, legislation I stuff? think that there's, all, there's only a few states that they can do that in, like a handful of states that so can be that Can that happen that. in New Hampshire then? I believe not. One topic per, per yes. legislation? That's good. 
So we continue here. That was just the beginning, though. When a member of the staff questioned the wisdom of Hawk's spending spree, the judge simply had him fired. He reportedly humiliated and browbeat other members of the court and employees of the Department of Management Service, the folks tasked with actually building the monstrosity, when any dared to suggest that he may possibly be going slightly overboard with his requests. (laughs) Granite countertops? Soundproof bathrooms? What's the problem? Then there's the matter of rent. $1.7 $1.7 million a year, to be exact, which is $1.7 million more than the old rent-free courthouse. An mm. investigation into Judge Hawk's activities by the state's Judicial Qualifications Commission found that as pressure on him mounted, he ordered a sheriff's deputy to destroy a filing cabinet with incriminating documents. And even though he vigorously denied any wrongdoing on his part regarding the Taj Mahal scandal, he strategically resigned just a few weeks shy of an impending ethics hearing. Hey, mm. that's funny. We had a judge here do the same thing. <laughs> The same guy that put me in jail for, uh, well, for a 90-day sentence for standing in front of a police car retired shortly thereafter. I love how they have ethics And they were hearings. about to have a hearing on him. You have a court date. They have ethics hearings. Right. And, of course, the ethics hearings are frequently run by other judges, and usually they don't result in anything happening. Right. It's my impression that the judges aren't even uh, forced to show up. There's no power as it stands, to compel these judges to make an appearance well, at these ethics hearings. There's two, there's two things that happens in New Hampshire. There's the ethics, uh, the Judicial Ethics Committee or whatever, which is all judges. And then there's now the grievance panel, which, as I understand it, may be getting the power to subpoena judges. Mm. So they don't, I don't think they have it yet, but it was approved by the House. I'm not sure where it needs to go next. More coming up. There's one more judge to go. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything that you want. All you have to do, dial in to this toll-free number, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there, like our listening options. We have broadband, we have dial-up, and mid-band size streams, different stream bit rates for different internet connections. You'll see them over at listen.freetalklive.com. You'll also get information about our radio listening choices, AM and FM stations across the country. Over 100 of them air the show. Satellite listening choices, including XM Satellite Radio, where we're up on two channels throughout the week. And our other satellite option, which is the free-to-air KU band channel, webcam and listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance and listen that way. Get all the details and get tuned in at listen.freetalklive.com. And if you love the ideas of liberty and you're frustrated where you are, like I was when I lived down in uh, Sarasota, Florida, then join together with other people who think like you do. Get together with the folks from the Free State Project. That's the reason why the three of us are here tonight together, because we all came to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which on a a radio forum on the Internet, there's kind of this radio industry, radio rat forum, where people from the industry and people that are just radio geeks kind of hang out and uh, talk about things. One guy has accused uh, the Free State Project of being... There's a thread there about how Free Talk Live has reached 100 affiliates or was on in New York City or something. And uh, he, he took that opportunity to accuse us of being part of a commune. And nothing could be further from the truth. 
uh, there's we don't live on a commune. Clearly, somebody who didn't take any time to yeah. uh, you know find out about what the Free State Project is. Listen, folks, I don't live in no commune. I've got a three bedroom, one bath house. We got a car, and you know, two cars, and a wife and a kid that live in it. If that's a commune, yeah, we do live communally as three people. But if that's a commune to you, then you no, know, whatever. No, it's not a commune. Uh, but you know, if you want to live in a commune, certainly that's your business, and you're, you're, you'd be free to do so. But the Free State Project is all about liberty-minded people coming together and living in the same geographic area. I mean, that's all. There's no specific saying you all have to live on the same property or anything like that, or you have to go and enter into an agreement with the the twenty thousand people in the movement. Now we only have eleven thousand at this point, but we want to reach twenty thousand people who are pledged to make the move to New Hampshire. We've already got over a thousand that are here in New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and uh, you know, while you may have roommates, some of them have, like Derek J., you have a couple roommates, uh, that's not the same as, as living in a commune. That's a, not at all. No, certainly not. It hasn't been my impression at all here that there's any sort of uh, commune that I would be able to join even if I wanted to. So, there might be some communes running around. I don't know. Couldn't say. I don't know. Some farmers co-ops maybe, but... Um, nothing that would fit the description in my mind uh, as to commune. So people that join the Free State Project just agree to one simple statement, and that is that they'll, basically I'm paraphrasing, you'll move to New Hampshire and you'll get active to achieve liberty in our lifetime, and that you believe the maximum role of government should be the protection of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness or property? Property. So that's it and that's all. So if you love liberty and you're willing to do something about it, go to freestateproject.org and learn more about it. And also uh, go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com to learn about the upcoming Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is now approximately 12 weeks away. So we're looking at really? just over – yeah, that's what Jeez. I saw on Facebook today. So we're looking at just under three months uh, before the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and you have never attended one. Derek That's right. Jay. I've never been. I'm so excited to be going this year. It's I hear it is the event of the year. Have you got your registration in yet? Oh, no, no. I should do an early registration. You want to get the early Thanks bird price. It's, I think it's at 30 bucks, and it's probably going to go up at some point. I don't know at, what that point, uh, at which point that will be, but it, you can guarantee it is going to go up a little bit. Uh, so again, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, Porkfest.com. As we continue with some real judges here, according to Crack.com, that are uh, will put the most evil supervillains to shame. With the number one judge on this list, James, the rudest man in Washington, McReynolds. The early part of the 20th century saw numerous steps forward in American society. Women were finally allowed to vote. African Americans were finally getting closer to being allowed to um, exist. And the hard road <laughs> out of the Great Depression led to profound and positive changes in the country. Judge James McReynolds was present throughout all these changes because he was the man trying to stop them. Known for being a bitter, sadistic bastard who seems to delight in making others uncomfortable, McReynolds was part of Woodrow Wilson's cabinet until 1914, when President Wilson assigned him to the Supreme Court simply to get rid of him. McReynolds stayed there for 27 years, using his power to fight every law coming Thanks, his way. Woodrow. That smelled of progress. For example, when attorney Charles Hamilton Houston came before the Supreme Court to represent the plaintiff in one of the most important civil rights cases in history, McReynolds rose to the occasion by swiveling his chair around 180 degrees to turn his back on Houston. The reason? Houston happened to be black. McReynolds was never subtle about his hatred for blacks or Jews, regardless of their social stature. Nice. When Louis Brandeis became the first Jewish justice appointed to the court in 1916, McReynolds refused to speak to him, sit next to him, or even acknowledge his existence for years. He wasn't that polite to Benjamin Cardozo, the second ever court nominee with a dash of Hebrew. While Cardozo was being sworn in, 
Nick Reynolds took out a newspaper and began reading it in the middle of the ceremony, probably planting his feet up on the bench, then muttering something about another one. This was after he had already broken the rules by writing then-President Hoover about Cordozo, begging him not to, quote, afflict the court with another Jew, unquote. When it came to hiring legal clerks, McReynolds had a policy to automatically reject any applications submitted by Jews, drinkers, blacks, women, smokers. Jews, drinkers, blacks. I'm, I'm trying to get this list. Smokers. Married or engaged individuals. Yep. Whoa. Mc, McReynolds <laughs> he hates married people, too? Was a dedicated misogynist with an irrational hatred of red nail polish who would often get up and walk out of court when a female lawyer rose to present a case. In the same decade that women were given the right to vote, McReynolds was there to remind them that people still suck. He ended up retiring in 1941 and died five years later. Not one Supreme Court justice attended his funeral. Wow. Wow. It's so surprising that, uh, you know, people are fed up with the justice in the court system. But this has been going on for a long time. Of course it has. 1916, he's turning his chair around on people like a child. Well. You know, I, this is the trap that uh, that you know so many conservatives will fall into, and I've got to admit, that's where I came from. The trap that things were better in the past. The trap that things were somehow better in the past, and you know, things stunk in the past, and they, you know, they're actually human freedom. It, from a, when you look at the long look at history, is getting better it, it over is. time. Yeah, but it clearly wasn't thanks to people in power like him. No doubt. You know, I... <laughs> I mean, how could Woodrow Wilson... Oh, to get rid of this guy, I'm going to appoint him to the Supreme Court? How I'm not 100% sure that that's an accurate statement, right? Um, they yeah. link to something. I don't, you know, okay. I haven't had time to, to dig through the whole thing. But to, That sounds to, counterintuitive to me. To comment on what you were saying, that, well, maybe there was some sort of punishment that would happen or so, some sort of difficulty in firing. There's a lot of times difficulty mm. in firing government bureaucrats. Well, but if sometimes you, they're friends or, you know, related or something like that, too. But if you look at uh, the past, yeah, things – corruption happened back then, but we wouldn't have known as much about it because the media wasn't as prolific as we have today with the independent media, with uh, the internet and the instantaneous transfer of information. If some sort of corrupt judge was wreaking havoc in a little town somewhere, then – who would ever have heard about it besides word of mouth? I mean, word of mouth is a very effective means of spreading a message, but not it's not effective as we have today with word of mouth plus the Internet. The Internet, right. Uh, so what we get to see now is more accountability, even though it's still hard as hell to hold these people accountable in any way, shape, or form. At least we can know uh, what they're up to. At least we can be aware of how bad things are out there, whereas... A hundred years ago, we would have been in the dark. No one would have known what was going on in Keene, New Hampshire. No one would have heard about what happened in Jones County, Mississippi, to our friends from the Motorhome Diaries, etc. 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Share your thoughts. Free Talk Live. Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear? ManVentureOutpost.com carries knives, ammunition, scopes, binoculars, laser sights, fish finders, and boating equipment from manufacturers like Aimpoint, Bushnell, Otterbox, Crimson Trace, K-Bar, Remington, Streamlight, Winchester, and more. ManVentureOutpost.com. Family owned and members of the Better Business Bureau. Prices so low, some can't be advertised. Get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you are invited to take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include news updates. Get signed up. And we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whatever method works best for you. It's all free, of course, at news.freetalklive.com. You can join more than a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com with your common legal documents. You need all kinds of documents, whether it's a will or a living will or a trust or a living trust. (laughs) Um, You can register a trademark or do all the things that you need to do. They do patents and all kinds of things. Anything that you need a legal document for, LegalZoom.com will get it for you. They're not attorneys, but uh, they they were founded by an attorney. You can use coupon code FTL. It's FTL is in Free Talk Live at LegalZoom.com. Get $10 off your order. You know, I went over there, I did a will, and if you've got a family, this is something you need to get done. It's fast, it's easy, They just ask, you just ask some, answer some questions they ask you, and they'll fill it right out for you. It's LegalZoom.com. All right, so uh, we continue here on the way tonight. Uh, Derek Jay's going to share a story about an old man who's been charged for the crime of defending himself. We'll explain that here in a little bit. But also uh, mentioned last night another story we didn't get to. It tends to be a problem on this show whenever you say you're going to do something you hardly ever do uh, just because we'll take calls about anything and kind of go anywhere with our discussions. Uh, CBS News was reporting on the pink slime. Now, if you've been on social networking sites, uh, you know, unless you're a Luddite, you've probably heard (laughs) about pink slime. because social networking is amazing at getting the word out about something. Now, whether or not that something is true is another question, or how accurate it is, like with the Coney 2012 thing. Yep. You also uh, have to kind of uh, craft your message to be one that uh, is shocking so that people will want to get on board. Mm-hmm. And pink slime, if it was called uh, you know, beef parts, it probably wouldn't be that interesting. Yeah, right. but just the images of it, I think, are, are what hook most people. This stuff just does not look like food. And it's... everyone who's been to a like a school cafeteria will recognize that mystery meat was an unpleasant part of our history. So <laughs> I, I'm glad that this thing is finally coming to the surface. Well, so now there's news, an update on the pink slime thing. For those of you who hadn't heard, there was this big social networking buzz about pink slime maybe, what, two, three weeks ago, something like mm-hmm. that. And it's just what's going around. And it's basically the equivalent of what I think is called rib meat in uh, the chicken world. They have something similar in the, the world of chicken. It's, it's kind of like filler. I thought it was like for, ligaments and stuff. Yeah. Stuff they like pull from the bone that you wouldn't normally eat if you were eating a real animal. Well, you can uh, – yeah. I mean any – they can call beef – Anything that comes from a cow, so hairs, horn, the hair, yes. horns, oh, tongues. God. This is beef. It's the product <laughs> according of to a cow. The, according to what the, the USDA, USDA, right? So uh, the F or the USDA, the federal government is the one who's basically allowing this to go on. Uh, they're they're kind of. I don't know if they're working together with them. They probably are. They're they're essentially covering for these companies in that normally one would think it's illegal to falsely advertise something. Like yeah, most people would not call this beef when when asked. Yeah, a bunch of hoofs, a bunch of uh, you know eyeballs. Uh, this would not be. You ask the average person, "Is this beef?" They would say no, and no, it's still not beef if you grind it all up and put it into, together with a little bit of beef. Uh, it's still it's still not beef. That's some beef with filler. <laughs> right. But, and from my understanding, in in classic form, the uh, legislators are lagging behind what the market and the public is actually um, leading the charge on, where 
private companies have actually pulled their their pink meat of well course. before any of this hit the news. I mean, that's what started the whole uh, dialogue about this Absolutely. Topic. And I don't even know if there's going to be any kind of legislative change here. Right. Yeah. It, it, was the, very it was the market who, that led all of well, this. One thing I haven't seen is whether or not this pink slime is in any way bad for you. Now, it's called pink slime by i don't know whom and uh, you know it doesn't sound good doesn't it doesn't sound good in any way that you sort of spin this stuff it certainly doesn't sound good that it's exposed to ammonium hydroxide gas it's some kind of th- way to kill off some kind That's of stuff, what they say, right? Kill bacteria such as E. coli. How do you know the rest? The rest of your food, you have no flipping idea how the rest of your food is treated. No, in the and store. you don't. And, and you know, you don't know I what... I get my food from a local CSA. I buy the grass bed beef and that kind of thing. You sent you go off and you think that uh, you think meat comes uh, wrapped in comes in styrofoam wrapped in uh, saran wrap at the store, and that's what you get. Like you know whether or not there's a, a, ammonium hydroxide pumped into your chicken breast or not. I would like to know. So here's a question for you, or from uh, from CBS News: Is it so long for pink slime? Well, Beef Products Incorporated (BPI), the company that makes the chemical treated meat, meat trimmings, it says behind the nation's ground meat trimmings beef is a good term for it. Ruhaha is suspending operations at three of its four plants as officials hope to address the public outcry. BPI will this should suspend- be dog food is what this stuff should be. I mean, you know, I I gotta say it'll suspend operations at plants uh, in Amarillo, uh, Garden City, Waterloo, etc. According to Craig Letch, the company's director of food safety and quality assurance, the company's plant at Dakota Dunes will continue operations. They say here, uh, Letch says we feel like when people can start to understand the truth and reality, then our business will come back. It's 100% beef, he claims. It is 100% beef. About right by as the government's the, definition, as the USDA defined. Well, I mean, right. you could understand why people call products of cows beef. Well, this reminds me of the story I heard about honey. Like the USDA <laughs> has different grades of honey, and there's grade A, right? right? Now, I've never seen anything besides grade A, so I don't know what the other grades are and what the qualifications are. But as I understand it, grade A need only have a very small amount of honey in it, if any at all. What? <laughs> right. What could the rest of it be? Just corn like some syrup? high fructose corn syrup? Oh, sugar. They don't tell you that either. <laughs> Water. I mean, I don't know what else they put in it, but it's not all honey. You go off, you get honey from the store shelf at your, your average grocery store. If it's grade A honey, it's not. Not real honey. It's not straight from the bee's nest. I thought the only ingredient was supposed to be honey in those things. You, you would look think. on the back, <laughs> right? So these are the things That's that the what they USDA, want you to believe, right? Right. So these are the things the USDA actually enables. So they're enabling what is essentially, you know, it's basically fraud. It's, but it's legal fraud because the USDA is endorsing this is their it's a system. Trick, no doubt. It's it's not it's dirty. Anyway, I think that people should know what the definition of beef is for their own good. You mean the USDA definition or the yeah. actual definition? I mean, the, anybody who's listening right now now knows that beef is just a big fat lie. Right. I mean, you know, I don't know what you should call the the muscle or the flesh of a of a cow, but beef is not a de- is not a sufficient definition. So, uh, more on the story here. About 200 employees at each of the three plants will get full salary and benefits for 60 days during the suspension. The plant produced about 200,000 pounds of this pink slime per day, while the Kansas and Iowa plants produced about 350,000 pounds per day. Federal regulators say the ammonia-treated filler, known as in the industry as lean, finely textured beef, meets food safety standards. But critics say the product could be unsafe and is an unappetizing example of industrialized food production. 
low-cost ingredient is made from leftover fatty bits from other cuts. The bits are heated and spun to remove most of the fat. Then the lean mix is compressed into blocks for use in ground meat. What's the problem? The product is exposed to ammonium hydroxide gas to kill bacteria such as E. coli and salmonella. The result is a product that is much as 97% lean beef, according to the man from BPI. The product has been used for years, but it wasn't until earlier this month that social media suddenly exploded with worry and an online petition seeking its ouster from schools garnered hundreds of thousands of supporters. The USDA decided to allow school districts to stop using it, and some retail chains have pulled products containing it from the shelves. Grocery stores so people don't want it. Super Value, Food Lion, Safeway, Kroger, BJ's Wholesale, and others announced they would no longer stock meat containing pink slime, according to Health Pop. And Walmart says it will have new products in stores as quickly as possible, and that its meat department and customer service staffers will tell customers who inquire about the new meat offerings. Other companies, including Target and Whole Foods, released statements saying their stores have never contained the products. Hmm. This story reminds me of... Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, because the USDA has been around since, what, the 1850s-ish? The Jungle was written in 1906, and here we are in 2012, still talking about the same darn thing. When is it time to give up on funding the USDA? Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. They certainly aren't keeping you safe. They're protecting these companies and essentially legally allowing them to tell people lies. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You can take control. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend Bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy Bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here is 855-453. And the number is brought to you by SACL CAI. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you'll find that the features on the site we give to you, unlike those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their site. So go ahead, enjoy it over at freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you'd like to help support Free Talk Live, one of the ways you can do that is by shopping with us. You just go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll find links to Amazon there, different Amazons for different countries. You click on the right one for you, get your shopping done, and feel good because you're getting a great deal. It's Amazon. And maybe even free Super Saver shipping because they do that on a lot of their brand new items. Plus, Free Talk Live gets a portion of the sale when you start your shopping experience through our links at shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. We continue with your calls with whatever's on your mind. Brian, listening in Indy, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Brian. Hey, how you guys doing? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Um, Well, I just got off of a jury trial today. I was on for two days. And it was kind of some good news and some bad news. Meaning you were on as a juror? Yes, I was a juror. Gotcha. Um, And, you know, I I got all pumped up. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I get jury duty, and they get all upset. But I got pumped up, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I get to hit it with a jury nullification. Nice. Awesome. So I was pumped up about it. Unfortunately, though, the trial that I got wasn't one that I could nullified because it actually had a victim and oh really i was hoping it was going to be a drug trial but it wasn't it wasn't a drug trial 
Mm-hmm. What, what was but, the crime? Well, it was probably one of the worst ones I could possibly be on, being I'm a father of four. Um, it, basically, it was a uh, child molestation case. Oh, no. Mm. And it was a situation yeah. where a person's denying c- guilt? No, it was, it was weird. Um, well, the guy denied it, like, because I can talk about it now because we've already passed verdicts and everything, but the guy uh, denied it 32 times until DNA came back. And uh, DNA came back and uh, showed up that uh, he, uh, I'm going to put this in a proper thing on the radio, he orally um, assaulted a three-year-old girl. Oh, my. Oh, no. Yeah, that's definitely a victim. <laughs> and Yeah. I- I'm yeah. curious and, because... You know, cause sure. it was odd. It was, it was an odd issue. But he admitted to doing... He admitted to putting her on the bed, stripping her naked, touching her, fondling her, and masturbating, but said, I didn't lick her. But the reason he said that was because that was a Class A felony versus a Class C felony. And he tried to say that he had saliva on his hand. And, well, he was trying to get out of the sentence. And come to find out later on that he was a repeat offender. So. Oh, man. <laughs> Knew some of the tricks, too. Well, that yeah, must yeah, have been a yeah, pretty yeah. tense courtroom, Brian. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm not going to miss that guy. It was very, yeah, it, I wasn't either. Uh, it, I'm not a violent man by nature, but. I had violent thoughts. It's disgusting. Way. It's disgusting uh, to, you know. That's, that's horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 right. nothing. Despite the fact it that is. jury nullification didn't apply in this case, did you still have an opportunity to speak with the other jurors about jury nullification? <laughs> well, it, wouldn't seem, it wouldn't seem appropriate <laughs> to even bring it up. because I was impressed. In Indiana, actually, I don't know if you guys know, it's probably not, but uh, in Indiana we have in Article 1, Section 19 of our Constitution, we have jury nullification basically written in it. Oh, oh wow. And it's, uh, well, I'll, I'll, it's real short, but I'll read what it says. It says, all right. in all criminal cases, whatever, the jury shall have the right to determine the law and the facts. And they actually, the judge was actually pretty cool about it. He was actually really a mellow dude, less drinks, sodas, and everything else in the court. But uh, he was, uh, he said it before, you know, like preliminary, you know, and he said it right before we went back. He wanted to make wow. sure we knew that we had the right to judge the law. And uh, he actually had it in writing, and he verbalized it, too. So I was, I was kind of impressed. I, I have to say, I, I would not have brought up jury nullification to any of my fellow jurors. Right, I'm sure that case. at the time. But I think that this is really instructional. Now, I've always been somewhat dubious of uh, jury nullification as a real way to spread liberty. And here you have the paradigm of uh, or you know, the, the, par- the paradigm of, uh, of, of liberty known as Indiana. Oh, no, you don't. It's not particularly anymore. I yeah. guess it's, it's in the top ten. We're number three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was this time, but the last time uh, I don't think you you weren't at number three. So um, we're talking about the Mercatus Center the study Mercatus, on the fifty uh, free states. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a I'm a member of the Free State Project too. Yeah, I'm, and I'm, I'm not great. saying I'm yeah, not no, saying no, Indiana's no. bad. I'm saying that this is a great acid test for since these other states don't have jury nullification. Um, you know oh, yeah. what's more powerful, uh, law and order. Or a uh, you know even jury nullification uh, you know instructions given by the judge several times during the uh, the trial, and I'd say that people don't believe still even likely don't even consider that they have the option to uh, to judge the law. I don't understand. what Yeah, you're I would agree because they also. <laughs> I will have to say though, after he read 
that. They did say, well, one of the best places to uh, learn the law is from the court. You know, they did have to throw like a caveat in there, but you know, uh, it was it was kind of it was kind of funny. Are you saying, Mark, that even though the judge says it, it doesn't mean anything to what they're listening? The listeners? Uh, yeah, I, I would say that people have whatever uh, you know, whatever they have in their mind is likely what they have in their mind, and the instructions from the judge, while great and everything, jury nullification isn't going to do it. Jury nullification isn't this thing that's going to make us free. Um, oh, I'd agree with you. No, I don't think it's I mean, going to make us I mean, is pot legal yet in Indiana? No, I don't think it's going to make yep. us free, but that's because no one does it. I mean, they don't know about it. So I think that if In more Indiana, people, they do. Everybody people, who sits in a jury knows. No, but Brian was there. What was the attentiveness of these uh, jurors? Were, were they falling asleep listening to the judge, or were they on the edge of their seats? Um... It was a mixed bag, to the honest to God truth. Okay. Um, there so were, some of them heard this line it about was, jury we were a little more. We were a little more alert just because of the charges. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah, was, I'll bet that and, would uh, have the them prosecutors tune in. were. It, it was, like I said, it was a pretty powerful case. The prosecutors, when they were talking, they were, uh, like, trembling almost with – it was, it was kind of odd. They were kind of trembling with anger almost. Mm-hmm. You know, where the, the actual – the male prosecutor actually had – Years coming out of his eyes when he was doing some of it because of the uh, testimony. It was it was pretty it was pretty wild. Yeah, I bet you it is. It was a lot more than I expected because I expected to come in there and see like this giant bureaucracy of well, I don't know crap. Basically, you know, I thought it'd be just be an awful situation. And uh, so here's here's what I think on this uh, judge's instructions. There was a. There was some kind of a, a statute that was being worked on here. I don't know what its current status is, if it if it didn't pass or if it if it did, I don't recall. But there was a jury nullification statute here in New Hampshire, Mark. You recall this? It's fairly recent. Yeah. Um, do you know what happened statute to it? Statute or, you know, a bill? RSA. I mean, if, I guess it's a bill and then it becomes a statute if it passes. But uh, do, do you recall that passed or not? I don't know. I don't know. So the but the the way it was worded was very confusing. Like the idea was that it was basically to enshrine jury nullification in the you know the the, the jury instructions essentially. Mm-hmm. But it was it was kind of written in a legalistic manner where if you just heard it, you wouldn't necessarily know what was being said unless you were an ask attorney. the caller rather than speculating on what it's like in Indiana. Why don't you ask I the can, caller? I can tell you. I, I'll tell you exactly what it says because I, I have a wrote down. I actually took notes. Um, it says, in all criminal cases, whatever, comma, the jury shall have the right to determine the law and the facts, and that's it. I yeah, mean, see, that doesn't that doesn't say it doesn't explain jury nullification. Yeah, that it doesn't tell it. someone, hey, you have the right to follow your conscience. You can vote not guilty based on how you feel about the law. So this is my concern with the, the this kind of legalistic rendering of uh, terminology around jury nullification is it's designed to obscure uh, what the real truth is. And so that's one of my concerns. It was my concern with the jury nullification statute, statute here that was being proposed. And uh, so that's why if I'm in front of a jury as a defendant, I'll tell them straight up. You know, I'll give them, you know, let them know that you can vote your conscience, and I will give them the very explicit definition of what jury nullification is. And, uh, I plan and, you know, on doing that, too. 
even then, they that's still don't necessarily that. nullify. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to nullify this law. I would think that's well, what would yeah, happen. Yeah, when, when I heard the charges, I wasn't going to go forward with. Oh, obviously. Because I was expecting, I was like, oh, yeah, if this is going to be a drug charge, I didn't care if it was a dump truck full of pot being sold. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I was going to ride it out, and that guy was getting off. I, I was going to hang it. I mean, honestly, that's exactly, that was my goal. Brian, I'm glad to hear that. Whatsoever, the, I was hanging it. I'm glad to hear that, and thanks, thanks. for your story tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Dirk, Jay, what were you going to say? Then? I was just saying that I would think that a defendant would need to bring up jury nullification in his or her own words in order for it to really hit the jury in a in a way that's clear because i don't expect that agents of the state will put into question their own legitimacy uh you know by law like oh yeah and by the way if you think our laws stink then you can just say not guilty of course they won't they they won't put it that way and so they're, they're gonna beat around the bush well and as i understand it in most cases you can't talk about these things as a defendant or an attorney, you cannot go into court and start telling the jury about jury nullification. It's been allowed here in New Hampshire. I've seen it happen. I've done it here. I didn't use the term nullification, but no one told me I couldn't. I just described it and I explained what it was all about. Uh, so in some places, they may call a mistrial. They may uh, charge you with contempt. So beware. Clearly not in Indiana. What can happen? Hour two. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? (laughs) What doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Mm, That's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. Dial in toll-free and bring up anything you would like at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. Uh, You can actually control the content of the website by submitting new items to it, and then uh, people can vote on whether they like or dislike what you've submitted. You get to vote on things as well, and the most voted up make it to the front page in the top of the site. So head over and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Uh, still coming up here uh, tonight, there's a man who set himself on fire, and we'll talk about an 80-year-old man who has been charged with a crime for defending himself. We'll explain that. Plus, we'll take your calls about anything. In fact, that's where we're going to start right now with Andy listening in Michigan. Andy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Derek, J and Mark. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hey, Andy. What's on your mind tonight? Um, uh, well, I originally was calling about profiling, um, but as far as uh, the jury nullification goes, did uh, has anybody else had such a hard time, you know, being called for a jury as I have? I've been registered for, you know, as far as I know, all you have to do is, you know, have a license and 
be registered to be a voter. Your question is, uh, you're saying you haven't been called yet? No, I've never been called. Where do you you live in Michigan? In the thumb. In the where? In the thumb. How old are you, Andy? In the thumb of Michigan. I'm in my mid-30s. I okay. Know. I hear it's a lottery in most places where yeah, they just sort of pick it a lot of pl- Most people don't take cases to trial. I, a, right. a friend of mine called in uh, here, you know, a listener who has been listening for quite some time, so I feel like I sort of know. Um, he said that he was the first trial in years. What? In his town. Wow. Yeah, that could be wow, very well I guess case. that must be it then, huh? Yeah, I, th- I think Everybody's something like... Everybody's taking a dang deal. Yeah, something like ninety percent of all cases are settled out of More court with with uh, just oh, yeah. a plea deal. Ninety. Well, for yeah. my part, I'll tell any way I can to get on a jury if I could just get on one. I heard you, man. Here's what I'd suggest: uh, there, well, you don't want to hang a jury just to hang a jury. You want to hang a jury because it's the right thing to do. Just what? I mean, well, there's I just people tuning in all the time. Right. It doesn't matter what the result is. Not uh, the result is not as important to me as. You know, if if somebody comes up and they're being tried for something that is not morally wrong, I won't find them guilty. Absolutely, as it should be. Uh, so what I would suggest to you is that uh, rather than simply waiting to do the jury nullification deed yourself, uh, you can do don't take a plea deal outreach. Uh, excuse me, not don't, well, you can do both. You can do don't take a plea deal outreach, and you can do jury nullification outreach at your local courthouse. These are two of the things that we do here in Keene on uh, a regular, regular basis. That wouldn't be physically possible for me. I'm gone. Every hour they're open. Um, but, um, well, if you have some uh, other friends that are... I, I'd like to get on to, get on to my other point. I was going to say, um, if you have any other friends that are interested in liberty, then maybe you could get together with them and, and do it. And if not, well, sorry. <laughs> well, that might be cool, too. You're right about that. Um, on the Sunday show, uh, Mark and Stephanie and were talking about the uh, uh, some kind of new definitions that Homeland Security had for people that were suspicious. Yeah. The Homeland Department of Homeland Security, uh, New Jersey Division, came up with something like basically a little pamphlet that said, you know, you, if you see something, say something. And you need, if you need to know what a terrorist looks like, he's, uh, he's probably fidgeting and maybe sweating and, uh, you know, might yawn a lot. And he's either, you know, going to move a lot or he's not going to move much. And, uh, you know, it's really just bizarre. <laughs> You know, I mean, the same organization that says if you see something, say something, says, you know, watch out for nervous-looking people. As if those right. nervous and people don't have enough to what be worried I, about. What, what I gathered from that <laughs> and what I think they're doing is their definition of what is, you know, uh, sufficiently suspicious yeah. is so broad as to allow them to profile so if, if say, they, they want to target Arabs or, say, they want to target uh, black people or, say, they want to target, uh, you know, a 90-year-old woman, whoever they want to target, the way I see it, the way that, that their pamphlet is worded from what I heard on your show on Sunday, hello, those kind of behaviors are common among all people who are sure in... Any different, you know, situation in life. You right. Know, so you're, you're saying they'll be job, able to just you're you're uh, going to see family you haven't seen in years. You're 
Right. So you're you saying know, that the behavior is so common they'll just be able to uh, you know target whoever they want to for whatever reasons they want and say, well, they were acting suspicious and so therefore they were that fidgeting. Sure what it, that's sure what it seems like, isn't it? They're yeah, a fidgeter. N- next it's just going to be, oh, you know, uh, terrorists wear shoes, so you should yeah. really be suspicious of anyone walking around in shoes and then they can just pick up yeah. anyone that they want at the airport. It, I mean, it was it was essentially that. I mean, it was that crazy. Andy, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate your thoughts and thanks. I hope you can get out of Michigan someday and uh, get up here to, to uh, New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project where having people to back you up on activism is no problem whatsoever. And thanks for the call. A lot more trials happening here. Yeah, yours actually is coming up. You were at court today, as a matter of fact, and uh, I guess you were actually allowed to go to court today because they had uh, ordered you to be there, whereas you and I and uh, Kelly Voluntarist are all three banned from that uh, mm. very court property. Mm-hmm. So what was it, uh, how was it today when you went It was there? bizarre. I mean, really? every encounter with the Cheshire County court system is bizarre in some way or another, but in this case... I was able to go through with one of my wearable cameras, exactly the same wearable camera for which uh, Jason Talley of Talley.tv was arrested. And dragged out of and, the courthouse. Yeah, dragged by his wrists in handcuffs uh, across the ground. But they had changed caged. their rules back in December to allow people in with recording devices again. Y- yep, so I went through, no problem. I was able to have a cell phone and They just uh, threaten you and they camera. say you're not allowed to use it. I I didn't I wasn't personally threatened I wasn't using the equipment but there were so, there was a film crew who's doing a documentary on some of the activism going on here in Keene and they uh, were chased out of the lobby for uh, filming having too um, big of a camera really? yeah that's that's <laughs> the real crime is if the bailiff can really see that you're filming and the so film what, crew was chased out of the lobby today that's right and the um one of the defendants Jason Talley pointed out that. When the bailiff said, there's no recording in this lobby, mm. well, what about that camera over there? Aren't you recording us? There, There is just no <laughs> recording in the lobby. You know, he has no defense for it right. except uh, to reassert his um, a power as bailiff. A bailiff. <laughs> so, so the film crew was not allowed in the building? Uh, well, they, they were allowed in the building. They did get to do some filming during court, but afterwards uh, they were doing some interviews. and they In the were, lobby. Yeah, and they were doing that in the lobby. There were still some folks, uh, myself included, filling out some paperwork. So we were still doing court stuff, mm-hmm. and so this um, documentary crew interested in filming the court stuff right. was, was filming what was going on, and we were in the lobby. So that's where they were kicked out. Uh, they did wow. back down, but... Um, I bet they it, did. You know... What are you, you going to do when you've seen things like a man being dragged out by his handcuffs? And this has been a real shock for this documentary crew, as I understand it, from my conversations uh, with them, is what they signed on for was to do a, a documentary about the Free State Project. They're a local uh, Keene State College film class, and they selected the Free State Project as the topic of their documentary. And there's like 15 kids working on this, so it yeah. really makes me wonder. All these kids can't be amicable to the Free State Project. I mean, it just seems really unlikely that they would be well, working. Well, it's grown on a number of them. That's I, what I I'm saying. That. Yeah, uh, not all of them are or were, as as you point out, but it's really seeming to grow on, on these people. They're pretty gutsy. I mean, the length of time which they uh, resisted being thrown out 
was uh, impressive to me. They they were you know having some conversation with the bailiff on their way out. It looked like they were recording as they were leaving. Excellent. So I I am impressed by uh, the gutsiness of of people bringing cameras into courtrooms. Well, right, and that was a real shock to them. I know that the courtroom issue specifically and the re- restrictions on recording there, they couldn't believe that uh, that that was what was happening. And now they've experienced it personally more the than Dickens, once. You say. You yeah. know, I mean, people just don't believe. Really, right. you can't re- you can't use a camera or a recording device in a, in the at the clerk of courts or in the court lobby or nope. uh, really. I mean, it's bizarre to people. But and you'll be arrested. For yet it. the Supreme Court has the gall to claim that they are the most misunderstood branch of government. Then don't allow transparency. Right. They don't want anyone to understand. They don't want people asking questions. They don't want to be held accountable. 855-450-FREE. So you've got a trial coming up soon. Uh, Maybe a little bit more on that here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free, 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The Shrine of Female Listeners is there with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing their listeners of the program. You can go to see that, and if you're a lady listener, become involved in it over at shrine.freetalklive.com. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. If you've been hearing ads for precious metals, and I can't imagine how you're not hearing them if you're listening to uh, talk radio or if you're listening to even the uh, the cable news channels, I, I see see ads there all the time for gold. You've probably been thinking about getting some, and it can be confusing. At gold.freetalklive.com, we make it easy for you. We've got gold and silver pieces at some of the best rates you're going to be able to find on the Internet at gold.freetalklive.com. When you buy, you help Free Talk Live in the process. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so uh, we continue here. We're talking uh, briefly right before the break that Derek J. Uh, had to go to court today for a pretrial hearing. The trial is scheduled for when? Uh, there is no uh trial scheduled at this time just jury selection which will be april 9th and then they're going to tell me uh what the trial date will be on april 9th it could be april 10th right it could be the next day or it could be to april 20th any any day in between there uh that is a weekday so uh this whole thing is over something that happened back in 20 uh 2011 that's it right. was was it August or September? I it was, was in yeah, jail. It's Friday, September 9th, two thousand eleven, around ten thirty p.m. I had a dance party in Keene Central Square gazebo. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like to dance, so I thought, what a great way to meet the community, invite anyone out who wants to come dance. And uh, within a half an hour, I had been kidnapped for not allowing w- one of the Keene. Uh, police officers, Michael Kopcha, to take my property. You didn't even pro- get through the first song, did you? Uh, we got through one and a half songs, a half I think. Songs. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a kick in time before the police showed up. We we pulled all the plugs on the lights and music before uh, the cops even set foot onto the property. So there was no 
reason why they would have needed to investigate or take anyone's property to in- investigate the the crime of the noise complaint. Yeah, so, and I was standing absurd. there at the time, and I was there as, in a capacity of uh, sort of the press and kind of overseeing and seeing what's going on. I'm not, you know, I'm no big fan of civil disobedience, and you believe me if I felt like this was out of line, I'd say so. And that music was quiet. Yeah. I mean, it, it wasn't quite inside the gazebo. You could definitely hear it. It was at a good volume. But if you were outside in the, the square anywhere else besides right. the gazebo, you were able to carry on a normal conversation, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, you know, it it wasn't it wasn't loud at all. So well, I was walked to a police car with my uh, hands. But the claim was like someone that. had complained. Well, that was the claim. And at the time, I thought they dropped that and said that they um, that they, basically it's the cops complaint at this point. Well, at the time of the arrest, there needed to be a complaint uh, for the cops to come and investigate. The law has since changed since this arrest to mm-hmm. um, make it so that the cops can come and investigate a noise complaint without anyone calling. To so complain. then the complaint is a darn lie because the cops couldn't have got there in that amount of time. Exactly. It's it's pretty That's clear. Right. Um, it was promoted in advance, so they knew it was going to happen, correct? Right. They had... Uh, they had foreknowledge of the event uh, because it was advertised in the afternoon. The cops had come to Central Square and uh, seen one of the Free Speech Fridays going on. Mm-hmm. And so they, they knew that there was going to be a celebration of freedom happening later that evening. But, you know, I, I was uh, kidnapped for holding on to a property for which I was caring. And I was uh, walked to the police car with my hands behind my back, uh, in handcuffs and pepper sprayed for refusing to assist in my own kidnapping. Um, all I was doing was just verbally saying I didn't want to get into the police car. So I had a trial for that in district court, was found guilty on all three charges. Oh, the you tra- were? I didn't even know about that. Yeah. What was your that, punishment? Uh, well, it was for two misdemeanor A's, which are punishable up to one year and $1,000 each. Um, but for you obstructing government administration you have and not resisting arrest. I was uh, sentenced during like that, but I appealed it. Um, okay. The charges were for, uh, or the punishments for each of the charges were 90 days for the misdemeanor A's, 90 days each, and uh, the town ordinance, which is refusing to process, which I didn't even know that was a crime. Uh, I All I was saying while I was in jail was, I want to speak to a lawyer first before I answer any questions. Not good enough. I don't get to speak to a lawyer. I'm somehow committing a crime by uh, pleading the fifth and, and not answering their questions until I was able to speak with legal counsel. So, yeah, for that, I was charged a fine of $1,200. Wow. So it's it's absurd. And I, I, of course, appealed the decision to the Superior Court, where I will be having a trial with a new judge, new venue, and a jury. And a jury. Thank so goodness. It's called a de novo trial, which means from the beginning. So everything you've gone through so far is, is basically, you know, it's nullified. And mm-hmm. they're going to start from from the top, so they're going to have to call all their witnesses again, and you know you're going to put on a case this time in front of a jury instead of a man in a robe. And that jury selection is coming up on Monday, so I believe it's Monday the ninth, if I'm not mistaken, April ninth. Yes. And so we've got to get out people in a major way. Normally, when we do jury uh, nullification outreach, 
it's well, the last time it was just you and I, Derek J. Uh, we had gone out to the Superior Court. Usually you don't need more than two people. If you've got more than two people, it's usually just people standing around and they don't have much to do. Uh, but we're going to have to come out in a major way this time because it's, you know, it's, it's one of our friends. It's you uh, that is, uh, is facing trial. Jason Talley from Talley.tv is also look, facing trial as well, but his, his case may be put off uh, due to some legal factors or something like that. That's uh, right. We so, both had uh, pre-trial hearings today at 1030 at the Superior Court where we both filed some motions, entered some evidence, and yeah, he, it does look like there will be some delay in his case. But the judge asked me to come back tomorrow at 1.30. It's, it's as if they just assume I've, I've got, got nothing, nothing better to, do. to do. Yeah, I, I just wait around all day waiting for orders from the court. So I'll be going back tomorrow to discuss and defend my motions and bring questions for jury selection. Um, and so I take it you're going to have somebody now. record that? I yeah, so that's my intention. I won't be able to record it myself. Of course, I'll be uh, you know acting pro se, so I'll need you know someone to come along who's not been banned to. Which is one of the tricky this. parts now because some of we've had about approximately five or six activists be banned from this courthouse uh, property in that they can't go to the courthouse unless they ask the sheriff permission first. And I've been banned, and Kelly, and I think you and Kelly have mm-hmm. the same terms as I do, and that is that we can't go to the courthouse even if we do have permission to go there. So the only way that I can go to the courthouse is if I've got an order from the court to appear there at a certain time. So I'm basically unable to come support you. It's mm-hmm. not because I don't want to. It's simply because I'll get arrested again if I go back to uh, to the courthouse. Mm. And uh, so this is making jury nullification outreach very tricky because I've been like the most consistent jury outreach person in Cheshire County. Every time there's jury selection, I am there in front of the courthouse handing information to the potential jurors as they walk into the courthouse. And now because of this ban – They've banned me from the sidewalk right out in front of the front doors. I can't stand near the entrance anymore. I have to stand on the other part of the sidewalk, which is oh, you know, several feet away, probably 20 or 30 feet away from the front doors. And so the last time we were there, uh, you came out with, uh, with me, Derek J. We had to stand on the sidewalk and kind of beckon over – you know, try to beckon people over to come and take the flyer from us. So it was much more difficult because of that. So – in That's order right. to really handle this next week, we've got to have activists on the scene who aren't me and Derek, because it's your trial, it would be bad for you to do jury nullification outreach on your own trial, uh, or yeah, Kelly or some swearing, of the other people. The the jury. If so people have- are looking to follow this case, it's at livefreeordance.com slash dance. Perfect. Livefreeordance.com slash dance. More coming up here, uh, jury nullification or whatever you want to talk about, you can share your story. It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can, uh, can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com is where you can go. And you can grab archives going all the way back to late 2006. It's all free for you over at freetalklive.com. Bitcoins are the Internet's new 
form of cash. You can send and receive bitcoins without having to pay any fees. Everything else you send and receive, you got to pay fees. But bitcoins, completely free because, well, they're not owned by any company or government. They're a currency created. You know, it's a digital currency. I don't know if they could be used without the Internet, whether they're created specifically for the Internet, but they certainly do work well in conjunction with the Internet. There's no contracts to sign, no terms of service you've got to abide by. They're completely open source. They're encrypted to the level that, well, they can't be broken at this point. It's physically impossible. You can find out more by visiting weusecoins.org. So we use coins.org and they're getting accepted more and more by more businesses every day. Um, and thanks to bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. You can buy your uh, bitcoins with cash. And to start, visit bitinstant.com. All right, so we're going to hear more about Derek J's uh, situation with the trial that's coming up here, maybe in as little as a week. From today, uh, jury selection begins on Monday morning, and it's for the Live Free or Dance arrest that happened back in September. I was in jail at the time, so unfortunately I couldn't be there to support you in that particular instance, which of course would have been very interesting because the equipment that you had that they arrested you for, they were trying to confiscate the sound amplification equipment that you had. Mm -hmm. I own that. And so you were kind of uh, the caretaker of it since I wasn't around. Uh, they didn't believe a word you were saying about that. They believe the word of uh, of a juggalo who was in the park that has you know a long criminal history, claiming that it was his equipment. And so rather than believe what you were saying and everyone else around you was saying, they took his word for it, used that as an excuse to confiscate the equipment. You attempted to retain the equipment, and for for your efforts, you were arrested and pepper sprayed. It flies in the face of the Fourth Amendment. One would think that uh, if the Bill of Rights meant anything or were followed that a person would be secure in his persons and property and that if I was walking around with an amp in Central Square, that it's not going to be thefted from me, uh, no matter what kind of costume a person wears. So uh, I think this is a Fourth Amendment case. I think it's it's, uh, the right of an individual to retain his property, even if the policemen say, I really, really want that. I'm going to take it from you. No, not without a warrant. Thanks. It's also a First Amendment case in that it was, uh, you know, the peaceable assembly. It was not a violent group. It was just people enjoying themselves on a was a Friday evening. Yep, Friday evening in the park and playing a little bit of music in a way that was not obtrusive to others. Uh, but yet the police don't like fun and they certainly don't like activists. And so they came in there to ruin your day. And you you weren't the only one arrested. There was also a couple other folks, Ryan and Roz, uh, that were arrested in uh, in protest of of what they were doing to you. As well. And I don't know what their status on their cases is. I haven't heard about those. Uh, those have been settled outside of they court. They took the plea? Yeah. Um, they, they were offered uh, pretty good deals. And I know that both of them have, uh, you know, it's hard for them to grow grass under their legs. They're looking to move around a lot. So they just needed to get that done and over with. And, I mean, their, their charges were bizarre, almost the same as mine, obstructing government administration. Mm-hmm. But, again, the administration of the government what was it that day there was no investigation going on because clearly the arresting officer wasn't interested in having any conversation about who really owned that property he wasn't interested in in right, discussing that take or it. learning yeah he was just going to take it as if you can take someone's amp and somehow figure out to whom it belongs like my yes. my name is etched in in the right. side of it by taking something. the amp in some way you i mean 
chances are good the person who owns the amp is somewhere around maybe the person who's working the hardest to retain it right who's surrounded by a group of others who are saying yeah that's his it doesn't take solomon to figure out that the person (laughs) (laughs) that owns the amp is the one trying hardest to keep it well wouldn't have solomon cut it in half (laughs) no solomon threatened to cut it in half in order to find out who cared about the child the most got it Right, so, and so you know, maybe it does take Solomon. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the uh, the the college degree that every police officer in Keene, New Hampshire, has is not a marker of enough, uh, you know, uh, judgment to be able mm-hmm. to figure out whose amp this is. I obviously they can't know for certain whose amp it is, but they didn't know whose shirt Derek was wearing either, right? Like there's all kinds of property just running amok in Central Square that they had not decided who it, to whom it belonged. Now, now they can they can legitimately say, well, we had no way of knowing whose amp it was. It's true. They had no way of knowing. They had no way of knowing whose any of that stuff belonged to that was around there. Right. And it didn't seem to be a problem. People uh, were communicating on video minutes before the arrests that, wait, why are you guys here? There, there doesn't seem to be a problem. The lights and music had been off since they arrived. Mm-hmm. And so they were just really escalating uh, the, the threat level by... Uh, introducing their presence i mean that's the obstructing government administration charge is really where it just began but then it escalated even further with the resisting arrest charge when i verbally communicated my desire to refrain from assisting in my own kidnapping my exact words were i don't want to get in the car and according to their own laws which they don't follow rsa 642-2 resisting arrest cannot be defined as simply verbally refusing to comply with an order so and it was you didn't even refuse you said you didn't want to right Right. saying i don't want to just stating your opinion yeah i didn't this is an opportunity for one of our our uh you know one of our illustrious civil servants to do a little counseling isn't it right i was just trying to have a conversation so you're facing uh, these charges did they offer you a plea deal no i have not been offered any deal Interesting. So, uh, jury notification is set for uh, Monday. We're going to head out there bright and early. Not you, Derek, because it's your trial. But others who care will be out there with uh, jury notification flyers to hand out to potential jurors walking into the courthouse. And by the way, in some places, you can get arrested for this. So, be careful if you're going to duplicate this. They're threatening you with arrest all the time for doing it. Well, no, that's because I've got a trespass ban. I just mean anybody can go uh, – anybody who goes to a courthouse and tries to hand out jury nullification yep. information, you are subject to being harassed and arrested just for giving people information. They may charge you with jury tampering, which is what they did with Julian Heiklin and Mark Schmitter down in Orlando, Florida. Of course, Heiklin has been arrested around the country for doing jury nullification outreach. So we've got it pretty good here in Cheshire County where not once have has anyone ever been threatened for handing out jury nullification information at the courthouse here, which is a surprise to me considering how bad these people are in so many other ways. Uh, they've managed to ban a number of us from the courthouse property, but it wasn't over doing jury nullification outreach. It was because we were singing uh, in the parking lot on a couple, a uh, few different occasions. Your singing is stupid. And so the sheriff I will told ban us. you. Yep. Uh, he told us that on camera, too, which was particularly amusing. So, uh, what I, But I do want to suggest this as a potential form of activism. It doesn't take a whole lot of people to do, and who knows? It may result in a juror finally going and following their conscience and voting not guilty in a case like a drug case or some other ludicrous uh, case where no one has been harmed. And all you have to do is... 
Well, get up bright and early. Go out whenever the juries are being selected. Just requires a little research. You have to call the courthouse and ask them, you know, how often do they do jury selection? When do they happen? Uh, what number can people call to get uh, last-minute information? So, like, around here, if you call the weekend prior to Monday, the jury information line, it'll tell you. There's a recorded message that says all jurors are supposed to report on Monday at 8 o'clock. Uh, this week it was grand jury on Monday, so it wasn't a regular pettit jury. That's going to be next week. And so they'll give you a little bit of information. They'll let you know if jury selection has been canceled. That way you don't have to waste your time going out there in the morning. So they care. But if knowledge is power, this is a great way to empower regular people sure. who are just walking into court who may not know any different they think they have to judge on the law. Well, not the case. And you don't have to make the flyers yourself. Uh, the Fully Informed Jury Association has already created them. You just have to print them out and fold them up and head on out and hand them to people. But just remember, your mileage may vary depending on how the police behave around where you are. They may try to order you around. They may try to threaten you. They may actually arrest you. So you have to be aware of these risks going into it. But the more people you have with you, the safer you'll be. So I don't recommend going it alone. Go out with a group of folks, have video cameras with you and have them at the ready, and give this information to everyone that walks in the court. Don't ask people, are you here for jury duty? Just hand it to everyone that walks in the court, even if they're an employee of the court. You don't want to be you know, accused of targeting just uh, potential jurors. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live. The successes are piling up and proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move to New Hampshire, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, one of the busiest liberty forums in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number here is 855-453, and that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, of course, over at freetalklive.com. If you enjoyed this program, you can support the show by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. To do that, go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send in 3 bucks a month, yeah, cost of a cup of coffee, hamburger, you uh, send that in via any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard through our website, and Free Talk Live will invest that money into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. And that's important. So you can help us with that, and you'll get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Get the details. Get signed up at amp.freetalklive.com. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. Just kind of recounting uh, what happened today at the Cheshire Superior Court. Thankfully, no one was arrested, as tends to happen when people just go to the courthouse because the judges and bailiffs there are out of control. The sheriff's office is in the same building, and the sheriff is a, uh, a power monger who just thinks he can do whatever he wants, and by all evidence, he can, uh, in that he's banned us from the courthouse property entirely. We can't even go in the parking lot all because we dared to sing some songs to some of the court employees as they were arriving at work uh, and videotape them arriving at work and ask them questions. So we engaged in our supposed right to be the free press. You see, 
somebody told me that I was supposed to be free when I was growing up, and I believed him. And that's really where all this comes from. I mean, because I, you know, I kind of liked the idea of freedom and uh, decided I was going to, you know, exercise my supposed rights. And it turns out that when you actually exercise the rights that you supposedly have, that's when you find out which ones actually exist. And it turns out that. Not really very many of them do. You don't have the right to assemble if they don't like who you are right, and what you, you're assembling about. If you, have, if you believe you have the right to peaceably assemble, you need to see, peaceably do some assembling and see whether right. or not you've got that right. They, uh, you don't have the right to free speech if they don't like the things that you're saying or singing in our case. And you don't have the right to be the media if they don't like being held accountable by you. You can be the media as long as you're lapdog media and you're going to uh, fillet the, uh, the government bureaucrats and basically love everything they do and never question it. That you're free to be the media. But if you're the media who's questioning them, who's holding video cameras up to them to show them to show themselves and the world how they're behaving, then all of a sudden you become an enemy of the state and none of those rights apply to you. These are the things that I've learned over not just the last three or four months, but certainly it's been real hardcore the last few months, but uh, over the last several years of uh, being an activist. Where in the world, as a young person, did you get the idea that you were free? Was it when you Somebody were told, told to uh, put your hand over your heart and say the pledge I of never a that stuff. Yeah, I never was uh, never was into doing the pledge, but uh, somebody must have told me at some point, and I believed it. And uh, turns out that's a bunch of BS. All of it. They can do so, anything they want. Yeah, pretty much. And the only way that we can put a stop to it is to get together and bring people who love liberty all into the same place. That's why I'm excited. We've got somebody in town from Arizona uh, today who's visiting us from copblock.org. Uh, he was one of the guys who was putting together the Copblock podcast for a while. And so it's great to always have new talent, uh, new, people with new ideas and fresh approaches coming in here because there's always critics, even within the movement. Uh, you were talking about how in the chat room they're uh, raking you and I over the coals over a certain video that uh, that was released a, f- a few weeks ago now of an old lady crossing guard who was very rude to you. She actually attacked you. Uh, Admitted to assaulting you. me, yeah. Right. She said she, she didn't care. She don't, <laughs> I don't care, is what she says uh, on the video. And uh, if, any, if you or, or I were to have attacked her in that way, we would have been charged criminally and probably locked in a cage. Uh, but she gets away with it because she she works and I don't want her to be put in a cage. I just want her to no. behave and do what's uh, do what's right in the future. But she wears a badge and protects the children. But it's okay for her to assault people with the tool which she's supposed to be using to protect kids. Right. And and it's I, all... I want people to to try to you know turn the tables on this one. If this woman who worked for the police department as a crossing guard came up and was videotaping you for whatever reason on a public sidewalk, sure. and then you hit her with something. As a result, what would have happened to you? It would have been I mean, a very it, different story. It would have been a very, very different story. The police were apprised of this. You sent this to the lieutenant, and they sloughed it off. Like no, no, well, no, no, no. He didn't slough it off. He said he had a talk with her about her behavior. Why didn't he put her in jail for I did not assault. want that. I don't want that to happen to her, and I don't think Derek would want that to not happen to her. Not at all. No well, way. I, I wouldn't either. That's not that just continues anybody. the cycle of I, violence, I, I, Mark. I, I, I'm not entirely sure that's true. She really needed a hug. If, if right. anything, I would have asked the officer to, you know, give her some extra love and attention and Apology? give her a hug. I only sent a hug. To, did you ask her for a hug? I mean, did she give an apology and a hug? I told her that I forgived her. I only sent it to the supervisor because I wanted him to know how his subordinate That's, was behaving. He absolutely should know that. And I said specifically in the email, I think I CC'd you, Derek. I, I, I sent, said specifically in the email, I don't want any sort of you know, punishment to befall her. I don't want her to be charged criminally or anything like that. I just want her to 
behave and be nice to people uh, in the future. But yet we've been raked over the coals, uh, not just on chat rooms and on anonymous trolled comments on the the blog at freekeen.com, but also by people within the movement who are wringing their hands over this in a very public manner, and they're acting like this is the kind of thing that is ruining the movement, and that how dare we hold this old lady accountable? She's uh, she's an old lady, and she should just be, a, be able to get away with assaulting anybody that she wants, and you shouldn't be able to record her in the first place. Well, I mean, it's just absolutely absurd what people are saying. I would say that uh, the in, in the aggregate, people can make, uh, you know, th- th- there are critiques to be had that this sort of outside the system act- activism isn't really doing uh, much. This isn't the, outside the system. Whatever. You can use whatever term this you want. This is just being the, the media. Civil disobedience, whatever. It's not the, civil disobedience. The, the it's folks standing in there Keen, recording video. An activist in, that the activists in Keene are poisoning the well or whatever. I think there's some good arguments to be had there. However, individually, it's difficult to argue with these pieces of activism. Why should a government bureaucrat not be able to be recorded while doing their job? So the because answer is get a away with hitting people. What's that? It's, it's because she's a little old lady. Right, and, well, that's what they and say. little old ladies are completely exempt from accountability. And so little, I, this argument there's a little old lady extreme. on the, the Supreme Court. I mean, come but, on. But can you right. imagine if every government official, you know, if the, they wanted a real tyrannical government, they could just fill every uh, public office just with hire the a little girls. old lady. Right. And, and then we would have it's, the most tyrannical government ever, which you can't hold accountable because insanity. everyone's going to be upset. Well, right. So they'll say that on one hand, no, no, some, some of them will say, because everybody has their own critique but some of them will say that it's okay to record her but you just shouldn't have released it because it makes you look bad is what they say because some people will look at that and they'll say those jerks because she called us she said you're jerks and uh you know so some people are going to look at that and they're going to say well this is bad of them they shouldn't do this this is making them look bad it's making us look bad as uh as the activist community so they were just worried about it getting out there there's all there's going to be all yeah. kinds of worry. No Let's doubt. go to Cliff. He's in Miami. Uh, Cliff, you're on Free Talk Live. And of course, the other suggestion is that people are going to be afraid to move here because of it. That this is actually going to dissuade people from joining the movement rather than encourage them. Go ahead, Cliff. Hey guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Yeah, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to talk about the same subject actually, and, and I want uh, please uh, believe me, I understand what you guys did, and in my mind, it made, it, it makes perfect sense what you guys did. But I, I think the the, thought, the point of view that you guys are not taking into uh, effect is you, you kind of you just you just kind of mentioned it. And let's say you know I'm going to use a small analogy. And let's say for instance you guys were filming let's say um, a bunch of toddlers in a, in, a, in a public school park for instance, and then the teacher came at you and said, "Hey, what are you guys doing here?" And you know like I don't know like threw a book, and one of you guys got hit. I think you would probably elicit the same kind of response because in the where we in, in the times that we live, the way people think is women, women, children, and the elderly. Have some kind of exemption, okay? They do. They, they do, do think that the same rules as everybody else. So I think what happens is whenever you guys do things like this, it elicits a certain kind of response from people automatically, because that's the society we live in. So I'm, I'm not saying you guys did something wrong, but I want you to, to think about how you know, like it, there's a you know, we live on two levels. We have our, our you know the, the part of us that's very rational, and we got a part of us that's just instinct, instinct instinctive. And basically, you guys are triggering the, the instincts. Forget about the rationality because you think about these things afterwards. Right, but I'm not going to apologize for that. I mean, just because people are wrong. I wonder what would have happened if Ian would have asked for a punishment for this woman. Perhaps even she got an assault charge. Do you think people would have would have rallied to her side at that point when the uh, the swift sword of justice doth cut her to, to, to cut her down? I mean, or do you think they would have said that old bitty got what she deserved for hitting people and abusing her power? 
No, I don't, I don't think so. I think they'll be down, looking at Ian like, oh, my God, why are you going after this little old lady for? What's, Ian, what's Ian got to do with it? I mean, really, well, I, I'm well, really, yeah. really, really uh, surprised because usually the state, when it decides to charge somebody with somebody with something, they don't need you to press charges. They don't need that That's at true. all. They, they didn't want to press charges, and since Ian wasn't going to make a big fuss about it, they didn't, and they probably wouldn't have pressed charges anyway. The state, the state doesn't need your permission to, to press charges upon somebody. Cliff, if you want to continue this line of thought, you're welcome to. Stick with us uh, through the news here in moments. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So was it wrong to, uh, to record her, first off and foremost, and was it wrong to release the video? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. If you haven't seen it, you can go to freekeen.com, type in Crossing Guard in the search box. I imagine that'll pull it up. Uh, there's a few different versions of it. More coming up. Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Derek J. And Mark. Once again, 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves. That's the point of Free Talk Live. You're free to call in, talk about anything you want. And we're live seven nights per week. Of course, you can join us online at freetalklive.com, where you can actually control the content of the site. You find something online you want to share with others who listen to the show. You just submit it as show prep. Of course, uh, you then can vote on what you like and dislike, and they get to vote too. And the most voted up make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning that we're more likely to see it there, perhaps talk about it on the air. Of course, we'll take your calls about anything as well. 855-450-FREE is the number here. And for those of you just tuning in, last hour uh, we were talking about Derek J. He's going to court for uh, the live for your dance party that he threw last year and that led into a conversation about uh, some controversial activism and how we're both pretty shocked that something that happened to the the two of us mostly to you but i was there to witness it uh, a few weeks ago at a local school when we were there to do school outreach uh, something that happened there that was caught on video has become this just this center point of controversy and i was shocked to see this happen and it's still people are still talking about it even in the uh, the free talk live chat room apparently tonight i pulled up the video if you go to freekeen.com search for crossing guard and scroll down a little bit uh, you can find it for yourself there are a few different versions i pulled up the 53 second version of it uh, you put up a few a few different ones uh, to give people a kind of a, a wider perspective on on what happened and we're also i think cliff is on the line with some more comments but let me just play the audio from this real quick so folks can get an idea for what we're talking about uh, here it is from your channel, Freeman TV, FR33MAN-TV. This is uh, the crossing guard at the Hello. school. No! You get that away from me right now! Excuse I mean, me. Lena, get it away! You just assaulted no, me. I don't care! 
You don't even belong here. Maybe that's a stall. You can't do You're that. You're on the sidewalk, I don't right? care. He's not going to make Yes, that's right. We're right out in front of the school, right next to the road. You can hear the cars going by uh, in the video. And uh, I was not on the sidewalk. I was actually in the parking lot talking to a local uh, rock disc jockey who was there, I guess, to pick up one of his kids at the, at the school It's when the kids are getting out of school. So you're allowed to be in the parking lot? Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. I was there on official business because I was running for school board. I, mm-hmm. I've been told that I'm not allowed in the parking lot. I'm not allowed on school property. But I figured since I was there running for school board, it was, you know. Take a look at things. Well, official later business. that day when the police came, they threatened to arrest anyone who stepped foot on the uh, school property. Right. Although we were, there were some activists trying to give hugs to those police officers, part of the police hugging squad here in <laughs> Keene, New Hampshire. That's in one of the longer versions. It's not in this 53-second version here. So we'll continue. Along here. Hey, lady, that's a you can't do that. I don't care. He's what not gonna you be- are? I have a right. He is not gonna videotape. You do not have a right. You're in public and you're a public employee. I am on school property. You're on public property. No. This is school property. And he's a jerk. Why is he a jerk? <laughs> he's just doing his job. No, I am, and you're in my way. I don't see him being in your way. And I will call my boss at the police station. Who's that? All right. So, um, yeah, I, we were not on the school. Well, I was on the school property at the time, but uh, Derek J. was not. And it was uh, you, you that were dealing with her primarily. She was the one that, uh, that attacked you in this particular case. But the way I see this is you were there filming B-roll for uh, in a, what would have been a video about school outreach. Right. And you were shooting video in this case of where you happen to be to do the school outreach. You, we the way we approach this is there's uh, there's two exits basically to the school. There's the one part where the bus the buses come out, and then there's the other part where uh, some kids walk home. And uh, myself and Kelly Voluntarist had headed, and a few a couple of younger uh, high school students that came out to help us. We headed were heading down to the other side of the property, and you were going to be where the kids are walking, and that's why the crossing guard is over there because she. Apparently, you need a crossing guard to help middle schoolers cross the street. But uh, <laughs> I was riding my bike three miles, four miles to school at this time. Right. So we had split ups for the purpose of you know reaching as many young people as possible. We were going to Kelly and I and uh, the the uh, the girls from the high school were going to hold a banner, and uh, you had cards, uh, some sort of handout to uh, to give to the young people. And you also had your video camera with you. And as a good videographer, you shoot B roll of things that are going on. In this case, B roll of the crossing guard doing her job of crossing the streets and and whatever other things were around that you might have wanted to shoot b-roll of and that's when she flips out on you and attacks you right a few things you can see in the longer video that i had taken b-roll of many things not just the crossing guard i was Mm -hmm. getting video of people arriving explaining what they were going to be doing that day and i always i do a lot of high school outreach and so i'm always filming when i go and it's not every day that the footage gets used a lot of it it's just pretty simple boring stuff we go about our our day and nothing happens Right. The fact that this ended up on uh, the internet is because I was attacked. I don't think there was anything interesting that happened that day. This wouldn't have ended up online if she really didn't want to be on camera or end up on the internet. She would have had her wish had she not assaulted me. Right. All she had to do was say, oh, hello, and then gone about her business or say, nice day, isn't it? I would prefer not to be on video. She could say that, but, you know, that doesn't really matter. Right, but that Um, would have been having a conversation. But this old lady comes from the old world where in school and in life it's acceptable to hit someone when you don't like their behavior. Right. And that's not the world I want to live in. I want to live in a peaceful world where problems between individuals are resolved with words 
And because I believe sunlight's the best disinfectant, I shine a spotlight on individuals who use force like this. Right, and that's why the video was released, because we want people to see how this person is behaving. And this person should be able to see how she's behaving. This is one of the reasons why people get so upset, I think, at cameras, is because it shows who they really are. It shows, uh, it, it only reflects you. <laughs> that's all it's doing here, is it's reflecting your behavior to the rest of the world. So more people get to see her misbehave than who would have been standing there at that particular moment. And that's a really upsetting thing, I guess, for some people. So let's go back to uh, Cliff. He's in Miami. Uh, Cliff, any further thoughts on all this? Cliff, do we have Cliff? Cliff going once. Cliff in Miami going twice. Yeah. There he is. There he is. Yeah, go ahead, sir. <laughs> all right, sure. Uh, first of all, I just want to let you guys know that um, I don't think filming or releasing the video, there was anything morally wrong there, ethically wrong there. So I don't think you want, I don't want you to think that I'm coming from the wrong, uh, from, from, I want to make sure that I'm coming from the right end on this. Um, if I was on the tree, I would tell you that, you know, Derek J is a, is a free man and this, this is ridiculous. And if I was a lawyer, I would tell you hire me because, you know, I, I think you should go after the state to at least uh, teach their employees how to act around the citizens, so-called, and also for the cost of the lawyer. But, you know, I'm neither one of those things. <laughs> and what I'm pointing out, the only thing I wanted to point out is um, that once, uh, something that I, I think, like, some of the criticism where it's coming from. And again, I don't want to criticize you guys. You guys about I get where the criticism is coming from. What you were saying before is that some people th- feel like old ladies and women and children deserve some uh, level of protection from being yeah. held accountable. And I think that's, I, I think it's, uh, you know, not untrue, but it kind of... But it's nonsense. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of leaves you in this funny place. What do you do when you have tyrannical police that happen to be old, older women? And how old is old? Right, philosophies have to be consistent. I mean, do you think it's okay to give some public servants a pass for any reason? No, not, no yeah, not at all, not at all. And I think that's, I mean, I'm glad you guys are, are, are putting it out there before this happens, you know, how not, nonsensical this is. But I want you to, whenever you guys do these things, just be aware of that, because to me, like, you, you guys are doing way more than many, many people are, are doing, including myself. So I, it's important that, you know, when you're going to put yourself out there, and, and a lot of times you're not trying to put yourself out there, they just attack you. But you should be very aware of how people are thinking before, you know, when, when these things happen. Cause, oh, you know, I'm aware of it. I just don't care. I, I'm, I'm aware of how yes. people think, and they're irrational in how they think. Here and we get so, down to it. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter to me. And I'm going to do what I feel like is the right thing to do. It doesn't mean that I won't listen to what other people are saying, because uh, what I've been accused of recently is that I don't listen to critique. It's not true. I've listened to the critique, and I've dismissed it, because it's nonsense. Well, here's one thing I'll say about that, Ian, is um, if, you're, if, you're, if what you want is, is uh, you know, freedom in your lifetime. You know, but not just for yourself personally, but for other people around you too. Something you got to keep in mind is, you know, these there, there's different speeds at which you can get you can get to wherever we want to go. But, Absolutely, you know, and I support I support there, all of them. Cliff, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate it. I support various different ways of doing things. That's why I do things in different ways. I do uh, civil disobedience and outreach and politics and whatever I can do to help media. You know, I'll do whatever I can to uh, to help achieve liberty. But I'm not going to back away from holding someone accountable because they're over the age of 70. 855-453 is a toll-free number. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. 
We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Franks, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the various features that you'll find there. Uh, Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And those features include our mobile site. If you've got a smartphone, you can just visit m, as in mobile, freetalklive.com. Get you quick access to our live streams and the podcast. All of it free at m.freetalklive.com. Uh, the, those phone lines are brought to you by SACL CAI, and uh, SACL CAI is a company that does accounts receivable for all kinds of businesses. If you are having trouble with accounts receivable, and I don't know businesses that don't, uh, you can trust SACL CAI. They'll hand, handle your business efficiently, respectfully, and in a positive manner that will leave your customers pleased. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page, SACL CAI. So uh, we've been talking about the uh, controversial, unexpectedly controversial, in my opinion, uh, video that Derek J. produced or series of videos about our interactions with uh, one of the crossing guards at a local middle school. We'd gone to do some school outreach and Derek was simply uh, rolling a camera, uh, shooting some B-roll as any news photographer would do. And uh, she attacked him. Uh, I don't know if she would have done the same thing to a WMUR camera person. But if that had happened to someone at a big media station, I would, I, you know, I wonder how they would have handled it. Because that's news. Somebody attacks your cameraman. That's news. And so we put that out there. Uh, Derek, you put it out there. And, of course, I fully support it, uh, what you did. And uh, people have been blowing up at this, saying that this makes uh, the movement look bad and that I'm not going to come to Keene because of this or I'm not going to move to, you know, uh, this This is going to drive people away from the Free State Project. And the whole it may idea- very well do all of those things, Ian. And this is the part that I just don't there's think no you're quite getting. There's no way to tell that. There's, no, there's certainly not. There's no way to tell it any of these things. It may bring people to it. Been having this argument for six years now. Six years. And I want to ask you this because it, it came to me the other day. Where are all the people that were doing the civil disobedience when you started doing civil disobedience here six years ago in Keene? Well, let's see. A couple of them have left uh, New Hampshire. Lots of them, some of them left. And uh, one of them, uh, Lauren Canario, has uh, been taking it easy because you can only do so much civil disobedience before they really start Have to you really you. talked to her about how she feels about the civil disobedience? Because maybe she doesn't think you're doing it right. Well, I don't know. She hasn't talked to me. No, I haven't talked how, to her. How would, how would the way Ian Th- does activism... Pe- wait, wait a second. Before we go on, there are plenty of them um, that, you know, there, there are others that have said, I don't like Ian's activism. I think he's causing more trouble than he's solving. And they... Tr- trouble for I, whom? I, you want me to name names? Well, no, I mean, the not civil disobedient people. Yeah. Okay. Yep. A, a, a few of them. Okay, so that stops them from doing the civil no, disobedience. No, it doesn't stop that... them from doing anything. I'm so just... there's critics, and what's yep. your point? I'm just saying that you've been having this argument all along. When, when do you figure out 
you're failing. I just, I, you know, I just when have he's doing something that's morally wrong, but he hasn't done anything that's morally wrong. Right. See, okay. I don't see this is this is a problem I have with uh, with these hand ringers is that they're always trying to stick their lick their finger, stick it up in the air and figure out which way the winds are blowing. Oh, well. I think most people would agree with this, so I think it's okay to do that. But I don't think people agree with what you're doing, so therefore I think it's wrong to do that. But that's not how I judge what I do. I judge what I do based on what what Derek J was saying as to whether or not it's right. And uh, somebody, uh, Dale from FlamingFreedom.com, uh, he agrees that it, he told me that it, there's nothing morally wrong with what I did, but he felt like it was uh, the video needed more context. So he didn't necessarily disagree with releasing the video. Most people disagree. A lot, a lot on most people, but a lot of the critics disagree with just releasing the video on its on its face. Uh, the, the critique from Dale, which I really appreciated, was that maybe there could have been a little more context with the video, maybe talking about what happened previously with this lady and other interactions or some a little bit of history. And I agreed with that particular critique, and I pointed out that it wasn't my video, and that uh, you know sometimes on my videos I, I do try to put a title in the front and explain some some background and you know what came before the opening frame of the video. So I think that there have been some legitimate critiques, and that that I've taken them as as is necessary. But uh, yeah. I understand. Uh, you know, people are going to disagree with this, but I don't. I don't get what you're saying. Like, what have we been arguing about for six years exactly? The, the uh, you know, the sort of the civil disobedience thing and how it's affecting Just the free about state civil project. disobedience period. Yeah. We have been. Well, I think it's very effective because it brought me here and it brought other people here too. I know that that's but, a success. But they go too. Right, like they come Some people and they go, leave. But the, the they fact tend, that it tends to attract the sort of transient type. Look, but the the civil disobedience that people like uh, Russell Canning and and some others were doing is what inspired me to come. There was no question in my mind. It was the civil disobedience happening in Keene that brought me here. And the fact that when I got here, there some of those people had left didn't make me think, oh, well, maybe I should leave too, or well, maybe I found the wrong place. It was still a great place to do civil disobedience. But activism. some people would. Say Say that you have not been a net asset to the Free State Project, Eric. Oh, I mean, I mean so, so their civil disobedience. Wait a second, the civil disobedience that brought you here, may, by their estimation, would not be of value anyway because it, bringing you of, is not a value. But that's to their that's to their value system, right. and asking, their system of values is different than mine. And some people would say that Derek's the best activist of the year 2011. He was voted the best activist of the year 2011 from the Keene area by his peers in the Keene area. So it seems to me that plenty of people are very happy with Derek coming here and doing some, the a lot of the, he's doing. Right. I mean, so here's the echo chain that we have in the Keene area and you know I as the one guy who's willing to stand up and say oh god I really again oh no you're not the one guy there's plenty of hand ringers out there I'm not I don't wring my hands Ian I'm not wringing my hands. I'm not worried. Great. Well, there are people who are I'm not worried. You see, I have given up my worry. I was worried three Perfect. or four years ago. I, I'm At concerned. this point, I'm certain that you have poisoned the well here. I don't drink from the GD <laughs> well anymore. I, I'm concerned about bureaucrats who are abusing their power. I'm, I'm not so concerned with uh, you know, controversial styles of activism so long as they are moral. I, I know you're not. Uh, well, look at the, the, I, these statements are of no to, value to. The, we're those not, are the people I want to attract. Sorry, but I'm not interested in in having you know the politicos come to to Keen Those and people attracted Ian, off, and they have gone away. And like it's just this. That's cycle. not my problem. 
So some people leave. Some people come and go. And Mark, you don't know who's come and gone from the seacoast because you don't live there. You don't know who's come and gone from Manchester or Concord or these other areas because you don't live there. You're not in touch with those people. So I, I don't know who's come and gone from those areas. Do you think everyone who's come and moved into those places has stayed? No, no. absolutely not. People absolutely. have different things that they do in their lives. They have you know different things that call to them. and They change their mind about what is attractive and what is good. So, yeah, I was attracted by the civil disobedience here. I haven't left. Fred Parcells predicts that I'm going to leave. He's one of the local bureaucrats. He predicts I'm going to leave Keenan. He seems to have made me his pet uh, project as the local code enforcer to come after me with uh, with threats of violence uh, against my property in an attempt to uh, get me out of Keene. But all that aside, I've attracted other people here who haven't even necessarily been civil disobedience activists. Lance Weber is an attorney who was attracted to this area because... Well, he was attracted by the civil disobedience in hopes that the civil disobedience would have business for him. I mean, I... Well, I I haven't seen any evidence of that. Maybe that's true, Mark. I don't know. Didn't he said that? Well, okay. Well, then... I mean, that's not the only reason he came, but among other reasons... But it was my civil disobedience that uh, that brought him here, my non-cooperation, in in my case of not being sitting down fast enough in court. A lot of the critics are saying that these types of problems should be solved inside the courtroom. I just want to resolve these problems outside the system. I think forgiveness is a more powerful tool for achieving peace peace can't come from using force so i don't want to see this stuff end up in the courts toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll-free line yeah some people are going to be turned off by it but that's okay i'm just being myself and doing what i feel is right and like derek j said i'll attract the right people it's free talk live you can listen to free talk live on the radio via podcast the webcam and our live streams at freetalklive.com not enough options now you can listen to free talk live from any phone anywhere add this number to your phone 760-569-7752 it's a long distance call so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan the free talk live listen lines are airing the latest episode of free talk live 24 hours a day including our live shows call 760-569-7752 that's 760-569-7752 This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us here on the air. Join us online as well at freetalklive.com, where we've got a webcam. You can watch, you can listen, and interact. There's a chat room there, and it's all free. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to do those things. That's cam.freetalklive.com. You guys have been hearing me talk about Raja Mojo for a couple of weeks now, and it's it's a band. They do liberty-oriented music, and they've got uh, four different songs. You can go listen to them at uh, you know youtube.com. Look up, listen to, or look up, look up Raja. Isn't there a Mojo. banner on our website? I, yeah, I think that'll take you to cdbaby.com mm-hmm. oh, okay. to buy them. Gotcha. Um, and I do encourage people to buy them because, well. People, a lot of people go to cdbaby.com and buy uh, songs. And I imagine one of the ways that they find new songs would be the charts. And Raja Mojo, as a result of advertising on Free Talk Live and maybe, you know, maybe the, the power of their, their music, um, has been rising in the charts. Just, I mean, just in the last, uh, I just got this today. Uh, they're number three, four, six, and seven. This is their four songs on the political chart. Number one and two on the retro chart. One on the uh, in, uh, let's see, intelligent dance mix, intelligent dance cool. music. I'm not sure. Number two on seventies rock. Number three on folk rock. Six and seven on hard rock. Six on Beatles pop. And you can help push Raja Mojo 
up these charts. Therefore, more people will listen to the songs by going to cdbaby.com and buying the music. I've done it. It's easy. It's $3.16. You get all the songs. Um, you can buy you know them individually or whatever. And I've enjoyed them. It's, it's cdbaby.com, Raja Mojo. So we're talking about uh, the some of the activism that goes on here in New Hampshire, specifically the Keene area. Oh, there's a little bit of it that happens uh, in Manchester here and there, but not so much. Uh, but it, specifically here in the Keene area, it's what attracted me. It was the civil disobedience and the people who weren't afraid to stand up for what they believe in and get it all on video and put it out for the world to see, watching these bureaucrats behave badly, arresting peaceful people. And it was to me, it was very exciting. It's the reason why I moved here in 2006, as opposed to, say, waiting several more years down in Florida. And uh, and of course, you know, I got involved and I, my intention when I moved up here was to report on the civil disobedience and non-cooperation and the stuff I found exciting and bring more attention to it so more people could see these things. And, and that's one of the reasons I started FreeKeen.com was to have a place where blogs could be posted and videos and audio and stuff like that can be posted all in one place about the stuff that's happening. And that uh, those sorts of activism types attracted you here, Derek J., and we're not the only ones who've been attracted. And Mark is, uh, is uh, saying, you're, you're saying you don't care, but you clearly care. And that's fine, Mark. I'm glad you feel passionately about this. Uh, but you're no, saying no, that, Ian, see, this is evidence. I don't you... feel passionately. I'm frustrated okay. that you don't listen to Whatever me. Whatever you say, Mark. Like, you don't listen to what I'm I say. I'm listening to what you're saying. Okay. You, you're saying that people leave who come I, here to do I guess I'm frustrated that I can't get my point across to You've you. You've gotten it across. In a, in, in a compelling manner. Right. Right. So, so uh, ineffective manner. I'm frustrated right. at my own ineffectiveness. You haven't convinced me to right. stop being Unconvinc- free. How you unconvincing and ineffective me. I am in, con- right. in conveying what seems to be a truth to me. So anyway, what you were saying, to prove you I was listening, uh, what you were saying was that some people who have moved here for uh, to get involved in outside the system or civil disobedience style activism have left. And that's true. Of course, we don't know who's left in the other areas of the state because we don't live there. Right. But each and, person but has their own story. But you won't allow me, since I don't have science, to say that uh, you know that those that are participate in the uh, outside the system activism tend to be a little more uh, transient. You won't allow me to make that statement. I think it's you just true. made that statement. I tend to and believe I don't, that's the I don't case. think it's necessary. I think that maybe it's true that people who are more likely to take risks are less likely to have, say, family ties, like children younger. to take They're care of. They're more likely to be younger and therefore more likely to be trans. I think that's probably a true statement, Mark. Yeah. But it's certainly not true in the case of Russell and Kat Canning, who do have children, and they moved back to Texas to be with family. So that's the reason they left. And then there's another person that moved well, back to Texas. Well, didn't you say Texas, that Grafton who, is where people go, um, where activists go to die? I mean, they had moved up there They go sometime. to disappear. Grafton okay. is the place where activists go to disappear. Although I'd like to see that change for Grafton. I think it could. But uh, another person also went back to Texas and he kind of got off on the paranoid train and went in, went in a completely different direction. Uh, so, you know, what can you do about that? That's just a personal story and it's, it's tragic. Um, and those are really the most notables. There's, I guess, uh, there's the guy that was doing the outlaw gardening and he kind of went on his, uh, his own way. And I think a lot of people are happy about that. Uh, so really, it's really only a handful of people that, uh, that have left. And but there's far a lot more of checking out too. You know, Far activists more, that were. It's just going to be uncomfortable for anyone whenever uh, they're presented with something shocking, some opposing view. And f- I would think for a lot of people, certainly for myself, uh, before learning about uh, the activism going on in Keene in the Shire, I was su- I would be surprised if someone showed me that public property doesn't actually mean you can use it. You know, like for, at, when people go and do high school outreach and. That's proving something shocking, and so I I might resist that. I might say they're doing something bad by handing out literature, and it's good that the police come after them. But 
all in all, they're, they're not doing anything immoral. Let's go to Seth in Orlando. You're on Free Talk Live. Seth. How you doing, guys? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Ian, I want to tell you, don't stop doing what you're doing. Don't listen to Mark. You've inspired a lot of people here in Orlando. So not only are you inspiring people to come up there, you've also, for the people who can't make it up there, they're doing it down here and in many other places around the world. So I, I, <laughs> I wholeheartedly disagree with Mark. Wait, I mean, aren't I, you I poisoning the well? Some people may have left. So wait, I've inspired you to in- poison the well is what you're saying? He's not, he's not poisoning yeah, the well. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I don't think he's totally. poisoning the well because um, <laughs> he hasn't. He isn't part of a conjoined movement. People have How do you mo- know? You, do you know who this is? I, I, I know what's going on in Orlando. You do? I have a general idea. Yeah. Really? I, what's I, going on in Orlando? There's been protesting at the. Uh, uh, they've been handing out the food at the parks, and they've been, yep. uh, you know, doing jury outreach at the courthouses. And we all listen to your show. And yeah. you've been doing cop blocking as well, if I'm not mistaken. That's down. right. That's absolutely and, oh, wait, right. And is it true what Mark says that it's not part of a movement? It, it absolutely is part of a movement. Well, it oh. does it, what's the name of the movement? That's the point that I was trying to make. See, see, this is what what happens when one gets cut off before I get a chance to make my point. There are people here calling themselves free staters, like you call yourself, and though therefore, Ian, when you do certain types of activism, people will decide that this is what free staters do. Is that not the case? Do you not hear free staters do this? free Free staters do that? They call it more free keen up here, but I'm glad that you've been free, able to change the brand a little keen, tiny bit. There was no free before. There was no free keen. There was still people doing civil disobedience. Well, the point is, is that a, a lot of people are considering moving up there because of what what Ian is doing. I, indeed, that's, that's they the are trying to make. Even I, though, even I would not. We I'm not arguing that, that point. Haven't made it up there yet. We eventually do want to get up there. I would not argue that point. That there certainly are people that are trying to come up, trying to come up. But you know, how many people is it going to take with this level of civil disobedience? At this point, you've got what. Call, Call me a number, Ian. You've got to have a critical mass. 20? Whatever the, whatever the critical mass number is. Six years, 20 of them? Is that right, Ian? I don't know, Mark. Are you going to dispute the number? That, uh, I'll take 20. I don't, I don't think that we have enough people. I don't think you do either. How many was there in the Revolutionary War? You know, you know, 30%. Uh, more like 10. 10 really you know, wholeheartedly early on ones. I got 10% of the vote. 11.5%, Mark. Excellent. S- Seth, would you say that a lot of the people who are considering the move to the Shire are those types of people who are frustrated by the lack of activism happening where they live? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even though there so is these are real more doers. And more happening in Orlando, um, they're still, they, they want more. They definitely want more. And a lot of, I mean, I was just talking to one guy the other day. He was like, yeah, I'm excited about moving to uh, New Hampshire eventually. Excellent. Well, that's when wonderful. I hear about activism elsewhere, yeah. I'm entertained and excited. When I see the activism here, I see what happens inside the community and what people tend to think about it. Look, I've got a friend, a next-door neighbor, who, who has a friend who works at the courthouse. These are people I've talked to about the ideas of liberty that are on board with them until – you know, this stuff goes down. I don't individually have a problem with individual activists or pieces of activism, but I think that the well has been poisoned. Hmm. I, I'm not really sure exactly what that means. I mean, that seems like a, a kind of a vague thing to say. If I say I'm a free stater, people immediately think that, uh, well, for instance, somebody in my Quaker church says, I wish you people would just go the F home. Hmm. It well, sounds like course. it's their problem, not yours. Absolutely, and this is always going to happen when people threaten the status quo. And I'm surprised you still haven't gotten over this yet, Mark. I mean, whenever you do something that's effective, people are going to hate you for it. Thanks, right. Seth, for the call. I'm glad you're out there. It's not about to seeing you up, up here. It's about percentages. 
How many? Which you don't know a damn thing about the percentages. You're completely speculating. Ah, uh, yeah. We have business yeah. I've owners. I've lived here for six We've years. We've got business owners that support us and members of the local community that support the activism here. So I'm not going to go out and take a poll because ultimately I don't care if it's 51% or 60% that oppose what I do. What we're doing, Derek J. and I, is absolutely right. There's more coming up at 855-450-FREE. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live amplifiers get access to higher quality archives free of commercial breaks and other perks. Join AMP for just $3 per month at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain, but enough time for you and your thoughts at 855-453. That's 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. So enjoy those on us. And don't forget to visit Derek over on his website, livefreeordance.com. That's livefreeordance.com. That's your blog site. But you also do some work for free agents, fr33agents.com is where folks who love liberty can go to meet up with other people that love freedom and want to actually do stuff about it. It's not necessarily anything that focuses on New Hampshire or anything like that. It's a, it's a worldwide focus. All over the focus. globe. And it brings people together, helps them uh, with new activism ideas, uh, allows them to sponsor other people doing activism maybe they can't afford to do, the risks they can't personally take, but they can encourage others to do it there. You can create websites that are hosted by FR33Agents.com. Nice-looking sites, too. Um, just uh, get some really good, uh, I guess, what do they call them, themes, I guess, for WordPress there? That's right. They're, they're powerful tools to enhance the peaceful evolution happening all over the globe. There are peaceful resistors. Uh, this is one way for those people to get connected. Google FR33 to get connected with the other men and women who are doing something to achieve freedom. So it'll be the first result if you Google FR33. FR33agents.com is the site. And uh, if you go to FR33agents.com and click radio, you'll be able to hear Derek J. Uh, doing the FR33 Agents Radio News on an almost daily basis. And That's right. It's a really cool product, and I'm glad you're out there doing it. Although I know you were looking for some assistance with it. Uh, is there a way for people to contact you through that through that site? Yes. Okay, FR33agentstv at gmail.com. Send us an email. We'll get you connected and on the radio. Perfect. Uh, so we've been talking about the the controversial activism uh, that some sometimes goes on up here, and uh, of course it sets people off. They get uh, some people get very upset about it, and some people get very excited about it. And I found one of the there was a very interesting question that was asked by one of the major critics. Uh, he actually just recently resigned from his bloggership over at freekeen.com in in disgust and frustration. And uh, one of the questions this is a local, not a uh... no. He's a free stater. Okay. Yeah, he he's a free stater who uh, once upon a time believed in non-aggression and then re-accepted the ideas of coercion. Actually, so uh, he was actually blogging on our site without actually having agreed with the the principles of liberty. Uh, so I was giving him that as an opportunity to share his ideas because he was kind of an inside the system guy and. And I thought it was valuable having him on the blog. I liked a lot of the things that he was posting, and I liked him personally. But he decided you he don't didn't... like him now. No, I, th- I still like him now. He's just, past he, past even past though he's insulting uh, me and Derek and, and other people, I mean, he's personally insulting us. I still I still like the guy. What just... kind of personal insults are we talking about? Uh, idiot, uh, douchebag. Uh, let's see, what else? Stupid. I, I don't uh, listen to being called names. I am rubber, yeah. and you are glue. Is the right. best I policy. Mean, you know, I don't. I'm not going to call him names. I'm not mad at him. I understand he's upset. He's 
trying to impress people in the political crowd. But one of the questions that he asked uh, was, well, why is it that people aren't upset at Manchester activists like they are here in Keene? Cricket, and cricket, cricket. My because, answer yeah. to that question is because they're not doing things that are newsworthy. They're not doing things that are – I mean they may be doing activism, but I couldn't tell you what they are because there's nothing being posted over at freemanch.com. I think there was one post in the last month. And no, uh, I don't think that's fair. I think they're doing lots of activism. They're just keeping it a secret. They're not well, telling whatever. anyone about it because, no, when we went to the courthouse uh, to support Kelly in her chalking trial, there was chalk on the ground in front of the courthouse True. that had magically appeared. Someone and had so chalked. There, there is secret activism happening in Manchester. And so. that's great. I mean, if they're doing activism, that's cool. But the question was, why aren't people in Manchester upset about it? And that's because no one knows. There's no news articles being written about the activism that's going on there. So if you well, don't do things that are controversial. Manchester's a city, whereas Keene is a... There's no. nothing happening. No. If something were happening, there would be reporting on it. There would be news about it. Oh, there I'm would not be saying there's as much happening. It. So, look, if, if as soon as you start doing things that are newsworthy, you will start to upset people. Because people who are in favor of the way things are, who like the way the status quo is, are going to come out and they're going to oppose you. And for the longest time, the people in the political system – and by the way, I've worked in politics and I will again. I just ran for school board, so I don't want to make it sound like I don't do politics. But the people who are exclusively within working within the political system years ago were complaining about this same stuff. We've heard it all before. As you said, Mark, you've been talking about it for six years. Uh, the people that you know, years ago were complaining about this. Then all of a sudden they started having political success. And what happened? Well, all of a sudden news editorial started being written against them. And protests started happening outside of the state house against them and against the things that they were doing. Why? Because they're threatening the status quo. And any time you threaten the status quo, the people who are in favor of it will come out and vehemently speak out against you. So it's happened to the politicos now, so they should know that that's what happens. This is just the way things are. You are going to upset people if you make an impact. If your activism doesn't, isn't impactful, then no one's going to have an opinion about it, right? Indeed. That's just how I feel about it. Anybody else have anything to say on this issue? No, I mean, I just feel like I'm not doing anything wrong uh, by highlighting the government bureaucrats. And nobody here is saying you're doing anything wrong. Well, then that oh, sure is, they are. That is not the issue. You. Maybe that's, not you. Not me, not any of the call, not the caller, but Clifford, when he called in. So that's the, the bottom well. line. I'm not concerned with being called names because people don't like the activism I'm doing. That's fine with me as long as you're not saying what I'm doing is immoral because then, then I've got a real problem. Derek's not poisoning the well. It's all me, huh? The well was poisoned before Derek came. Oh, oh I see. So I'm just a, a victim of uh, operating within this poison. Oh, you're not well. a victim of anything. You're just continuing to poison the well. The uh, well, but that's however, not wrong in your it doesn't opinion. really that's matter okay. at this point. The well is poisoned. See, this is a silly. Uh, what is this? What, what would you call that? I guess a. It's not a simile. It's a metaphor. The metaphor. I think it's a silly metaphor because it's nonsense to say that the well is poisoned. There's no way to define what that even means. It's only based on your own personal experience and having talked to people who don't understand what it is that, uh, that you're talking about. Right. And right? it is about making an impact, too, because I could have been doing the same things I'm doing here over in Philadelphia, but I'd rather do it here in Keene where I have the support of others who are also opposing uh, you know, government intrusion into personal lives. I can see why you would make that decision. Absolutely. 
So, Mark, do you believe that uh, once a well is poisoned, that it's poisoned for good? Um, I think it would take some time in order to uh, for a well to to clean out. I think it's going to, you know, I mean, you in the school. I mean, you you came in in the school board election a far distant five. I mean, if this doesn't show you the popularity of your activism, it doesn't. It only shows me a vote. You weren't able to get people to come out to only sixteen percent voted, Mark. Yeah, but you weren't able to get people to come out to vote. That's pretty I didn't important. try. Most people don't pay attention to politics. They don't pay attention to school board elections. They don't pay attention to local elections. You know, people, about 50% more people did come out to vote, but that's still not very much. There are a lot of people that uh, have gotten painted as free staters that tend to lose as a result in this region of the state. What, lose mm-hmm. politically? Yes. Well, eight, what, 84% of the people decided that they're not interested enough. 84% of registered voters. So there's more people that live yep. here than that. So probably it's more significantly like, more. Yeah. Probably more like 90% of the entire population or more. That might be generous. Right. Yeah. So that's that's 90% voting for nobody. That's right. But their vote isn't counted. That that doesn't nope, nobody sure listens isn't. to a vote for nobody. Well, and of course we also don't know the reasons and why people nobody, voted. Nobody who is a free stater got elected as a result. And we don't know the reasons mm. we why know people what the rules vo- are, right? voted the way they did either. So we, we don't know if people voted for me because they liked me or because they didn't like the other characters or we don't know what the reasons for the people not voting were. And there's no way to really take any information from from a vote. Let's go to Matthew in Texas. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Matthew. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, well, about the whole <laughs> poisoning the well and such, um, I'm just wondering if Mark is kind of coming from uh, the call uh, the, from the day before last about the Erickson Council, and the guy brought up the point about it's about uh, having making if you want to be free, then you need skills. Uh, resources and relationships. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, what I don't know that I'm coming from that, but what's uh, what's the question? Or if that's something that's fresh in your mind while you're talking about this? Oh, I you know I, I just I know that if I say that I'm a free stater to new people, that I have to sort of deal with baggage that uh, that comes up with it. I know that I'm not going to get any, any kind of elected office because I've been painted as a free stater. People, well, you know, think that because I hang out with these folks that uh, you know I am what I whatever they think I am. Right. Um, I think from just trying to be the objective outside listener, um, it sounds like the whole, where if I'm to interpret your position, where you're coming from, whenever you say poisoning the well, it sounds like you're trying to say they're changing the definition of what it means to be a free stater. I think that no. uh, People who were opposing free staters when they first heard about them because well, they have small, the idea of you know, carpetbaggers or whatever. Right, a smaller group. I just don't – you know, personally, if I moved to the state right now, I wouldn't call myself a free stater. I wouldn't work any less hard in uh, you know in the areas of uh, activism and trying to get elected or whatever it is that somebody might want to do. Matthew, I just thanks use for the that call. Term. Appreciate hearing from you. Nick in Illinois, last 20 seconds. Go. Okay. Um uh, Ian, I just wanted to know, if you don't believe in poisoning the well, then why aren't you willing to call yourself a libertarian or an anarcho-capitalist? Oh, well, I don't uh, agree with the, what those terms mean to people, and I thank you for the call tonight. I wish we had more time to talk about it. You're welcome to call in tomorrow. See you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Rajamojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Rajamojo. I am that dirty ass. Take away everything you can get. Keep
call it democracy. Songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com.